Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Nick. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. As usual, there is a lot to discuss here tonight. We'll start things out with one of those stories that is just a reminder of how it is the government is here to serve and protect you. I'm kidding, of course. Uh, It's a reminder of how it is the government's here to screw you hard. The story is from OgdenOnPolitics.com. My uncle, Paul Buchanan, is 83 years old and lives in Madison, Indiana. He owns a farm that's a few miles north of Madison between China, Indiana, and Manville, Paul's a heavy equipment operator, including a bulldozer that he uses occasionally. A creek named Dry Fork runs through my uncle's farm. True to its name, Dry Fork is completely dry, filling up only when it rains. Now, he includes some photos on his blog at OgdenOnPolitics.com. And indeed, as you can see in the photos, the creek is extremely wide. It's not a raging river, in other words. No. Late last spring, my uncle was concerned about the condition of the creek. A rock bed in the middle of the creek had been built up, forcing any water in the creek after a storm to the outside. The resulting erosion cut under part of his farm, leaving it to eventually collapse into the creek. On the other side, the water was beginning to erode the ground underneath the county road, which would also eventually collapse. My uncle decided to use his bulldozer to place three scoops of creek rocks against the eroding bank in an attempt to shore it up. Someone from the Army Corps of Engineers just happened to be driving by while Paul was doing the work. He hopped out of his car, grabbed a shovel, and helped him out. Oh, I just made up that last part. Actually, Paul was cited for an environmental violation. The Army Corps of Engineers and a couple state agencies demanded that he restore the creek to the way it was. Paul readily agreed to do that. I guess you know how people are when the government threatens them. They're scared to death of possibly going to a jail cell or maybe being thrown from their home. At the very least, it'll cost you some money. It's more expensive to fight it in most cases than to just do whatever they tell you to do. So he went along with it. But before he could actually get back to the property, because he doesn't live there, a hundred-year storm hit, and the resulting tide uh, tide of water washed away the rocks that had pushed against the bank, or that he had pushed against the bank. So the creek was... Pretty much exactly the way it was before. Now, one would think that'd be the end of that. And for the state agencies, it was. But for the feds, and specifically the Army Corps of Engineers, now, these are the same brilliant bureaucrats who uh, engineered the Katrina debacle after the, the they aftermath. Were, and they were the ones responsible for keeping the levees you know, up to snuff around which New Orleans. Which they failed at. Which they, they obviously failed at. So these are the same folks. Uh, but as for the feds, for them, uh, they... Apparently, the act of God in wiping away my uncle's work wasn't good enough. The agency issued a report claiming that my uncle had interfered in the spawning of fish in the creek, which is a patently absurd statement considering Dry Fork is a dry creek with puddles of water most of the time. Now, the only fish in those puddles are tiny minnows. The Army Corps also alleged that Paul interfered with vegetation in the area and demanded that he engage in an extensive program to plant good vegetation while destroying bad vegetation growing in the area. What exactly qualifies as good vegetation versus bad vegetation? Who knows? Are you just supposed to know what they mean by that? Or 
Maybe they give you a, an instruction book. I don't know. It seems unlikely, though, right? Uh, yeah. My uncle didn't interfere with any vegetation in the area. Remember, he only moved rocks from one place to another to attempt to shore up the sides of the, the creek. Anyway, he says that, by the way, the vegetation they're talking about is nothing more than what most people would call weeds. The Army Corps of Engineers demanded that the creek be remediated, that the creek be restored like it was before my uncle did the work. Pursuant to the Corps' demands, my uncle hired an an environmentalist and engineers to put together studies and plans. The Corps continued to come up with new demands, including that my uncle hire, uh, hire a pilot to fly over the area to take pictures. They insisted he change the deed to his property to include a restriction that neither he nor anyone who owns the property after him could ever work on the creek again. Well, that doesn't sound legal to me. <laughs> you can't. I, I don't think you can tell somebody to, you know, modify the deed to their property. Would if you're that, the feds, you can. It seems like that'd be under duress, wouldn't it? If he well, actually made this amendment to his deed because what? he was told to do so. Well, isn't he doing everything under duress? I mean, he's fixed. He was going to fix the creek under duress. He hired the environmentalist under duress. I mean, everything's under duress. So I told him that the deed restriction would lessen the value of the property. Um, as a, as a real, actually, excuse me, as a real estate attorney. So the guy writing this is a real estate attorney. Uh, that would restrict, lessen the value of the property when resold and not to agree to it. I was stunned at the chutzpah of these federal bureaucrats who would actually try to coerce an elderly property owner into putting a restriction on his deed. See, everybody expects them to try to coerce regular uh, non-elderly property owners, but yeah, kind of expect that the state will go nicer on old well, men and women. Old men and women and children. Yeah. That's that's usually – people seem to have a problem when the government is bullying little kids or old people. As though that – somehow is less acceptable as a as though it's, it's, okay, it's okay to, to bully, bully everybody right, else right it's okay to degrade people and deprive them of their rights if they're between the ages of mm, 16 and 60 so the point of this story beyond to just tell you another tragic another one of many 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 tragic stories uh, involving the government and its so-called citizens uh the point is to point is to show everybody to remind you that these guys don't discriminate they're, they're willing to screw pretty much anybody, although they may discriminate on the basis of, uh, I would say, wealth more often than not. All that said, though, they'll still go after the Wesley Snipes of the world. and all. Right, but they tend to pick on poor people more yes. than, than wealthier people. I think mostly because wealthy people tend to have the means to actually fight them if they choose to do so. However, this gentleman certainly has the means. Uh, I mean, he's hired the environmentalists and the engineers, and indeed... Well, he he has a, a, he's attempting to comply, though. He, he might have been in a better position if he hired attorneys to say, no, Maybe. I'm not going to do this. But either way, he was able to spend some of the money on on this, although for all I know, it, it almost cleaned him out. Who knows? Uh, he had the study done and put together a remedial plan for the area, even though, of course, there was nothing to remediate because, well, the rainstorm fixed the so-called problem. My uncle, in just about eight months, spent $25,000 trying to placate the Army Corps of Engineers. No matter what he did, though, the agency continued to move the target just out of his reach. Oh, you did that? Well, now you need to do this. (laughs) Just unending. A representative of the Corps had vowed from the beginning to make an example of my uncle for working in the creek. True to his word, he constantly badgered my elderly uncle with demands and threats. To give you an example, my uncle had an expensive remediation report prepared and emailed it to the representative. 
The representative replied within five minutes, demanding that my uncle make changes to the report by 8 a.m. the next day or face severe financial consequences. Because of these threats, my uncle has had trouble sleeping at night and eating. He's lost weight because of the worry. He and his wife were terrified that they're going to lose their farm. I write in the past tense because... Uh, But the case is still going on. I took over representing my uncle, and the case has been moved to the EPA. Initially, the EPA started out with more Army Corps-type threats of fines against my uncle, saying that unless he remediated the creek for the work that he did, the agency would sock him with tens of thousands of dollars of fines per day. Now, hopefully, cooler heads are prevailing. I've asked them to take a closer look at this case, and they would find out that uh, that there is nothing to remediate. We have also asked for help from the elected officials in southern Indiana. State legislators were very responsive, though they were limited in what they could do, since state agencies had long ago been satisfied that it was the Fed still pushing the demands and making the threats. The Congress uh, critter whose district includes the area expressed an interest in finding out what was going on, which of course they're going to say. And they're going to they're going to write you back and you know, pretend to care. Maybe especially some of if them they do. think your story might make it into a newspaper or something, so they they'll, can they'll pander. Pre- right, they'll pretend to be responsive. That way, they can maybe uh, get some attention and uh, squeeze a few votes out of people for it. Uh, another senator, Evan Bayh, has uh, also written the EPA asking them for information about the case. Again, this is much. A, they're, they're not doing anything here; they're just talking. The response, however, has been completely worthless. A representative uh, from one of the senators claimed he couldn't get involved, told me that Paul was at fault and that he should hire attorneys, environmentalists, and engineers to prepare reports and plans. The representative had obviously not even bothered to look at the material that I sent him. There's a little bit more to the story. We'll share it with you here in moments. It's Free Talk Live. And for the grand prize, why was marijuana made illegal? Uh, because it's a gateway drug. Because there's no medical value. Because it corrupts the youth. Because uh, drugs are bad, okay? Because it kills your brain cells. Because uh, it makes you dumb. Because it makes you lazy. Because uh, it'll make boys grow boobs. Because uh, it threatens industry and Americans are a bunch of sheep. MarijuanaMuscle.com This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Nick. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features free. You can listen live via our live streams. We've got a broadband version, a dial-up version, a webcam as well as our Free Talk Live Listen Lines. Go and get all the details. Tune in over at listen.freetalklive.com. That is listen.freetalklive.com. Looking for gold and or silver? The place to go? Gold.freetalklive.com. Take a look around, compare prices, and you'll find that uh, we've got a nice, I think, simple selection of uh, some good good choices. Uh, we, it's not too confusing. It's not too much all at once, overwhelming or anything like that. Just some good gold and some good gold and silver pieces for you to get your hands on there and i always thought that the delivery was kind of slow but apparently some of the gold and silver dealers are delivering after like three months i wow. i don't know but the, it was that's only, a long time to wait yeah it only took me five weeks to, to I mean, in comparison it yeah. seems much shorter uh so go to gold.freetalklive.com and uh, take a look at the options there and uh, load up if that's what you're looking to do 
We continue here. Uh, the story is out of Indiana and OgdenOnPolitics.com reporting on an elderly gentleman, uh, an octogenarian, 83 years old. He uh, His name is Paul. He owns a farm that is uh, around the Madison, Indiana area. And there was a recent situation with the creek that uh, runs through the farm, through the property, wherein, uh, or I guess on the edge of the property, wherein it, it's a dry creek, um, unless it rains, and uh, Mark is actually joining us here, so I'll be bringing you up to speed on this too. Uh, it's a dry creek, and unless it rains, and the only kind of uh, fish that you find in, in there occasionally are minnows in the puddles of the, the dry creek. Most of the time. It's my understanding that a creek has water in it all year round. A brook is a seasonal... Um, okay, well, this is called a creek. Right. And they can call it what they want. It's also coming from a different region of the country, so different places, terms. D- different regionalisms. Right. So uh, so basically what happened was he went down there to the creek, got his bulldozer, and started to repair some of the... Uh, uh, some of the damage that you know, kind of the uh, the erosion that had popped up from the creek, it was it was essentially eroding away his property and causing it damage, and it was eroding away the property underneath the road, the county road, and possibly to, would have caused that to uh, to collapse. So he went in, and he just kind of took matters into his own hands because it's his property, you know, he he lives there, and an Army Corps of Engineers bureaucrat drove by and spotted him, and uh, ever since he has just been presented with an absolute nightmare of a situation. Where because the, the Army Corps of Engineers can really solve a good problem. Aren't they the ones responsible for Katrina? That's right. They demanded that he fix the bed and put it back to the way it was. But before he could get around to it, there was a heavy rainstorm that fixed the bed on its own. Uh, so, But that wasn't good enough. They kept coming up with other things that he had to do, like an environmental study, and he had to go and, uh, you know, he had to hire this and do that, and then they passed it on to the EPA, and they came out with some more threats and demands and threatened him with $10,000 a day in fines if he didn't do exactly what uh, they wanted him to do. I mean, just crazy story. But there's a little bit more. And that is that he wrote to his uh, so-called Congress critters to try to get some sort of relief, right? Like, hey, hey, the federal government is screwing me. What can you do for me? Well, two of them kind of responded with the typical congressional response of, we care. We care about what you have to say. Thank you for informing us of this, citizen. We will look into what it is that uh, that you've informed us about. And I don't know if anything's ever come of it. Because but, them caring, even if they did, is really going to put money back in this man's pocket. I think it was what, yeah. $25,000. At least what he spent so far. Spent. Yeah, so, so far. It's still going. Uh, but then there was one uh, one politician, Senator Richard Luger, who has uh, his response has been beyond worthless, according to the story at OgdenOnPolitics.com. They clearly hadn't even bothered to look at any of the material that was sent to them to show them that uh, the uncle here, the older gentleman, had done exactly uh, as that had been demanded, spending $25,000 to no avail. And he says, if this is the level of constituent service that Senator Luger is going to provide, I hope he won't consider running again. I'm deeply concerned at the strain that the federal government's continued threats against my 83-year-old uncle will have on his health. He has never been in trouble a day in his life, and now he's facing federal bureaucrats who are threatening to take away his farm and everything that he has worked for. These folks who are abusing their power to make an example of my uncle should be ashamed of bullying an, elder, uh, bullying an elderly man who they know does not have the ability or the financial resources to fight back. They are nothing but thugs, pure and simple. 
1-800-259-9231. What else do you say to something like this? I mean, it's yet another example of the absurdity that goes on on a regular basis. And if you think that this stuff can't happen to you or that it won't happen to you, you just aren't paying attention. It's a matter of luck, really. Absolutely. It really is. Arbit- and, it's arbitrary as hell. Right. And the guy happened to drive by is what, what, what it was. The, the Corps engineer bureaucrat, Army Corps of Engineers bureaucrat, happened to be driving by while this guy was tooling around in the creek bed in his bulldozer, moving rocks around. So, yeah, it was total chance. Trying to be helpful to keep the road from washing out. Right. Had he not done that at that particular moment in time, he probably would have gotten away with it and no, would have been, no one would have been the wiser. But no, instead, you have to do all kinds of studies and repair and this and that and thousands of dollars a day in fines if you don't. And is this really the way to solve so-called problems? And, and there wasn't even a problem in the first right, place. Right. You're suggesting that he would have, would have gotten away with something. And, and uh, I mean, get away with what? Saving the road from being washed out yeah. and, uh, you know, repairing the ero- um, erosion damage? Well, don't you know, Mark, that only the bureaucrats are qualified to move bulldozers around and move rocks? Well, yeah, because you've got to have an environmental study, as though mm-hmm. the environmentalists have really proven their mettle over the years. I mean, they, they, they can... <laughs> They've they been can, consistently wrong about a right. lot of things. <laughs> they can talk about how things have been affected, but they really can't, um, be like from a historical standpoint, but uh, predicting, they're not very good at that. The toll-free number here is 800-259-9231. It just seems to me that human beings have been modifying their environments in various different ways uh, since the dawn of human beings. Well, uh, human beings have been clacking each other, each other over the head and making other human beings do their bidding since the, the dawn of human beings, too. That's true. So that's all you've got here. You've got <laughs> you've got the bigger group of human beings clacking the, uh, the, the smaller group. They don't care about the environment. They care about the money they're going to get. Well, some of them, I'm well, sure, the care about the control aspect of it, too. I mean, yeah. you're not really going to have an, a bureaucracy like the Army Corps or the EPA if people don't have to ask permission and get these do these environmental impact studies. There'd be nothing for the EPA or the Army Corps of Engineers to do if they just let people do whatever they wanted. <laughs> It'd be painfully obvious how useless right, they, they were. They wouldn't feel important anymore. I and, mean, if, if that were the case. And they're not about to let that happen. They'd rather drag somebody Destroy like this an right. 83-year-old right. man's life. And steal his property from him because then they can feel like they're relevant. They can feel like they're making a difference. Protect their budget. Right. Your toll-free number here is 800-259-9231. But the absurdity doesn't stop there because, remember, they don't just pick on 83-year-old people. They pick on our octogenarians. They also pick on everybody else. And it's just that the the stories of them picking on 80-year-old men and women are just – all the more, for whatever reason, all the more persuasive, I think, to point out that the government is just a band of, as the article writer points out, thugs. That's how they're behaving. And that's what they are. Uh, but coming up, those thugs are breaking into houses in the UK. Or at least they're attempting to. We'll explain what they're up to here in a few moments. Take your calls about whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. (laughs) 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And the features include the updates and the Twitter and the Facebook. These are three different ways that you can get uh, the latest information about Free Talk Live and the ways that works best for you. So you can go to updates.freetalklive.com, get on the email list. You can go to twitter.freetalklive.com to subscribe to the tweets. You can go to facebook.freetalklive.com to become a fan of our Facebook profile. Uh, and, of course, all three of those options are totally free for you. Or you can just go to news.freetalklive.com and we'll show you all three options. 800-259-9231. So we started the show out with... Uh, an outrageous story about an 83-year-old man who has basically been aggressed against hardcore by the, the federal government. They have come after him because he dared, dared to take of his own time and effort and money to bring a bulldozer down into a dry creek bed, move some rocks around because they had essentially the rocks had uh, – over time, built up in certain places that made it so the water was essentially eroding away the shoreline and uh, putting things in jeopardy. So he went to move the rocks to shore things up and uh, make things safer. And they decided to Which come. is what they would do if they went down there. If they yeah, but they might have done it wrong. <laughs> if they went down there, who knows? Um, in this case, uh, the entire thing was undone by an act of nature. Uh, a big rainstorm kind of washed all of his work away anyway. But that wasn't good enough for the federal government. They demanded he go in there with engineering studies and environmental well, studies. And, and, and think about practically speaking what it. he's done. He's moved some rocks. Yes. It's not like he dumped you know, many, many tons of mercury into a stream. Right. He moved some rocks from one part of the stream bed to another part of the stream bed. Yep. That's it. This is the absurdity, uh, you know, a perfect example of how ludicrous the, the government is in its, its rules and regulations and micromanaging of people's property and people's lives. And in this case, what's the solution, right? I mean, besides getting rid of the federal government, that would probably have solved this problem because it was an Army Corps of Engineers bureaucrat that created the, uh, the conflict in the first place by snitching him out and, and, uh, and initiating this, uh, this, this force on this man. So in the absence of the federal government, it's probably less likely that a state bureaucrat would have happened to have been driving by at that point or that the state bureaucrats would have as uh, vicious of environmental rules. It's somewhat more accountable. Right. It's, it's right. accountability and detachment, too. A federal employee works for a much larger, more detached organization, um, therefore has, uh, you know, in, in their, their mind, they have you know, more validity. They're more important. So I, I think that that's, that's some of it, too. Right. And, of course, true property rights would solve this problem as well, wherein if this guy actually owned that portion of the creek, and it's not real clear here. It says it does run through his farm, well, so I believe that he does at least own a portion of the creek. I believe in, in New Hampshire he would. Is it's, that right? If it, you don't, if it's a navigable waterway or if it's a great pond, which I think is defined as being a body of water that's greater than a surface area of greater than 10 acres. I see. But if you have a, a little tiny stream bed that runs through your property, you're still the owner of that. But they, there are the environmental regulations do still apply. So how, yeah, right. how much your ownership really means is questionable. This is a fairly wide bed. Uh, it is not a small creek at all. It's, 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 you know, big enough to where you can have a bulldozer down in there moving I'm sure around. He, and, I'm sure he owns it. Yeah. So, 
it, it, but with true profit, just because he owns it doesn't mean that he has property rights, exactly. right? Exactly. So uh, with true property rights, he could go in and rearrange the uh, the river whichever way he wants, especially if it's his property that's on the other side of it, uh, because then he's not putting anybody in danger well, of uh, destroying their property. If he does in some way design the river, um, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, maybe he makes it so good that it shoots down into his neighbor's property at a at a rate that's uh, you know far faster than it did before and causes erosive damage to his neighbor's property, his abutter's property, then he would be liable for that, um, you know, in a a, a tort case. Exactly. If there were true private property rights. If you could uh, prove damages, you know, show damages, prove damages, then, um, you know, come up with a compensation, fine. There might even be punitive ones for his his stupidity in the way he designed it. It's, It's certainly possible. Absolutely. So those are some ideas for people who, you know, I don't want to be accused. Well, all you guys ever do is complain. Well, no, we've we've got some solutions here on this. I don't. Whoa, whoa. I don't think uh, this show can be uh, accused of not giving solutions. Um, People might not like all of the solutions that are proposed, but they're certainly they're certainly given out and they're consistent i mean what does what does any other radio show do the other ones just say well vote for the democrat vote for the republican we've seen these those solutions in action and both of them pretty much stink uh so unless you're happy at least our solutions are new unless you're happy with what we have now which the vast majority of people are not i don't i don't believe It it seems that way. And that's just it. Most people aren't really happy with what we have now, but they don't know what to do about it. And that's why that's why suggesting ideas is uh, is so important to get people thinking about what could happen, how things could be different if we just moved in that direction and started educating people. Uh, There's a great thread right now over at the Free Keen Forum. Uh, at forum.freekeen.com, where uh, local uh, police lieutenant Shane Maxfield has hopped on uh, on the forum and started uh, kind of talking with people and engaging in dialogue, which uh, he deserves credit for right off the bat for essentially coming into the you know the wolves den, if you will. I mean, because a lot of activists aren't exactly ha- happy; they're not exactly happy when they think about the the police. And I used to be that well, way too. A lot of the police aren't very happy when they think about the activists. So I would say that it's to Shane's credit that yeah. he actually he can bring himself to actually go on the freaking forums and Absolutely. and talk to activists who don't like him when many of his. Not the people all of them on the forums probably don't like the fact that he's there either. A lot of people on the forums really appreciate the fact that uh, that he is there, but obviously right. it's a forum and there are going to be some upset people. The people that I've talked to, um, at at least to the King uh, Keen Police Department, that are up in the 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 ranks, as it were, um, you know, those people seem to be open to talking to anybody about anything, and specifically the Free Staters about their their particular issues. Um, I if if you have complaints, it's usually from the lower end bureaucrats, usually not even the cops, although there are some cops that probably uh, that, that seem to dislike free staters um but you know usually it's it's like other types of bureaucrats that uh you well, know, and part that of the don't re- carry guns part of the reason why uh some of them probably don't like liberty activists is because they don't understand and sure. uh they're threatened by some of the things they hear uh, and they are probably uh, frightened uh, by the anger to, that to, some of the people to, express. to be fair there are some activists who present the ideas Probably not in the most diplomatic fashion. They're angry oh, about it. They absolutely. They're not really interested in trying to convince a police officer or even talk no, to a police officer about anything. No, they're interested in calling names. They're right. interested in, uh, in insulting, and I don't think that's very productive at all. I, I really don't. Yeah, because, And I, I, I don't blame those folks for feeling that way because when you look at the police and all the people that they harm – 
through the in the course of doing their jobs, uh, the the millions of Americans that have been put in jail cells and separated from their families because of the war on drugs is just one of many examples of the harm that the, that they do. That can be very anger uh, inducing. That can be very frustrating. And I used to be that way before I moved up here and actually started to to find out that they they're a little bit better. The cops up here are just I think on average a little bit nicer and better than uh, cops in other places in this country. And people like Shane and of course Brad Jar is a real success story but people like shane are are i think outstanding because one of the things that he said recently on the thread that has been posted over at forum.freekeen.com after having some back and forth between some of the activists and talking about uh how things might work differently as far as uh, market-based protection services in a a more free market environment shane actually had the intellectual fortitude to admit that after uh, Sovereign Curtis, one of our participants, posted some ideas that he'd never thought of those before. And it was a very humble uh, statement, a very open-minded statement uh, that I thought was a great example of those bridges that can be built if we can effectively communicate right. our ideas yeah. to people. Because here's where people really fall short is they believe somehow it's us against them. It's us against the bureaucrats. And I understand that feeling. I really do. Yeah. Um, but – when when we've looked at the numbers, uh, if you include contracts with the the the, the governments, that's fifty percent of the population is them. You can't win by being uh, you know pit against fifty percent of the population. You got to win hearts yeah, and minds. You got to win hearts and minds. You got to bring them on your side. There's more coming up. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll free at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 800-259-9231. the SACL CAI toll-free line. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And, and Nick. Oh, excuse me. And Mark. <laughs> We're sitting in different seats. We're reversed, so I think we got a little confused there. Anyway, Nick is with us from Free Minds TV and Free Minds Radio. You can go to freemindsmedia.com, and you can see and hear Free Minds TV and Free Minds Radio there, all completely free. So more great liberty-oriented video and audio content is available. Free Minds Media. Wait a minute. It's freemindsmedia.org, isn't it? It is. Damn it. Do you guys own .com? Yeah, we do. Okay. I'll get you there, too. Okay, we so own all kinds of domain names to get why? people there. <laughs> that's why you didn't correct me. Okay, good. Uh, and the website is back up. It's back online. And you're planning to uh, begin blo- uh, blogging again soon, as it, I understand it. It is blogging capable. And I, as soon as I free up some time and actually write a blog, we'll have articles, written articles back up there on the website. Fantastic. So head on over to freemindsmedia.org or .com. As we continue here, uh, we'll take your phone calls about whatever's on your mind. Dylan is in Wisconsin on the amp line. Hello, Dylan. Hey, guys. Uh, I called last week about, you know, and I had some questions about justice in a free market because I wasn't sure, like, how that would go. Sure. And you guys pointed me in the direction of the book Market of Liberty, and I just, I'm just calling to say that I... I'm so happy that you guys pointed me towards that book. I just finished reading it like an hour ago, and I seriously, it's the most enlightening book that I've ever read. It's and really I great. To... I mean, it's it's not perfect, as uh, somebody pointed out recently over at the Free Keen Forum, uh, but I think it really outlays a... What, what I consider it a vision that is pretty go- gosh darn visionary for uh, for 1971. 
I mean, a lot of the things they talk about in that book are even more possible now with all the uh, the advent of technology. They talk about rating systems and things like that, reputation rating, uh, and obviously that would be a little trickier to implement back in 1971 than uh, than it would be today. Um, so I thought it was just uh, I agree with you. It was great, and it's free too. You can go to book.freekeen.com. You can grab a copy of that uh, in audiobook form or PDF form. Uh, and you can also grab a copy of Complete Liberty, which is a much more updated uh, – it's, it's not necessarily uh, an updated version of the market for liberty, but obviously it was influenced uh, by the Tannehills. Uh, it's by uh, Wes Bertrand from CompleteLiberty.com, and so that's, uh, that's also free. So if you haven't checked that one out, you might enjoy that one as well. Yeah, I'm definitely going to do that. But I just I just wanted to call to make sure, you know, and like, like at the end of the book where they point out that the idea is the most powerful – you know, thing, and that 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 is that is going to be the way that you know eventually this free society will be established. And I just wanted to tell people, like, no matter how big of a burden it might be, sometimes to have to just explain it to people over and over because people don't understand. Yeah, you have to do it. You absolutely do. That's how they got the way they are, right? I mean, they had yep. the ideas of statism explained to them over and over again or reinforced in various different ways from government schools for 13 years of their lives to uh, followed by the mainstream media, uh, you know, after that, depending on how much they paid attention to it and all of their friends and uh, around them reinforcing the ideas of statism. I mean, those have been repeated a lot of times, so it makes sense that you have to repeat this message. But luckily, it makes sense. I mean, luckily our message is coherent. Uh, it's it's consistent, consistent, as you were mentioning earlier, Mark, and it's moral as well. So once somebody finally gets it, then there's no turning back. Right. You know, they, uh, yeah. oftentimes you have to uh, explain the, the details of it. Um, but, you know, the the general broad idea of the message, which is that you won't use force or fraud uh, in order to achieve whatever means it is that you, you wish to, to achieve, other than, you know, force to defend yourself. People get that. Yeah, and, and that's almost and and like like I was saying, it's, it's sometimes it's just that book. It just almost seems some of the things they're saying in there are just irrefutable. So if you just put them in front of people, it's like what you know they just if they go in with an open mind, not trying to just tear the book up. Even if they are trying to do that, they're still going to get so much out of it because so many irrefutable points. Like nobody wants nobody wants force used on them, so nobody should use force on anyone else. And you know, it just keeps it's very consistent, and it's just. You know, like I said, you just got to keep telling people these things. Yeah, some of the best uh, Liberty books out there are available uh, for free. There's also Dr. Mary Ruart's Healing Our World, which is another one of those books that I agree with or that I would say is similar to what you're talking about, uh, Dylan, where it's just irrefutable. I mean, she's just so persuasive and uh, so well-informed and, and backed up. I mean, the, she's uh, in, in Healing Our World, almost half of the book is citations. So if you want to check her claims, she puts all of her information right there for uh, for people. And, of course, there's all the useful quotes on the sides in that particular book. And that's – I think Healing Our World probably is my favorite uh, of all time. But the market for liberty really gets into the nuts and bolts as to uh, to how some of the most controversial subjects like, like private protection or market protection and market justice uh, would possibly function. And I think it's very, very useful from that particular perspective. Any other thoughts, Dylan? Yeah. Uh, no, that's. I just wanted to, you know, say that all all the listeners right now and anybody else who may listen to this podcast in the future, I just want them to know that you know you have to, you know, if if you're for a laissez-faire society, a free society where people can live and let live and do what they want to do, then 
it's imperative that everybody keeps trying to inform and educate because that's the only way it's going to happen. Yeah, and one of the ways that that's going to be most powerful is when we're together. Uh, so, which is why the the Free State Project makes so much sense. The idea of moving thousands of like-minded, liberty-oriented people all to the same geographic location. Uh, Nick, you've lived here your entire life. You know that it's made a tremendous difference already. Yeah, I, I'm moving. I'm moving in six months. So great. Where are you uh, to? Where are you moving in New Hampshire? Right and keen. Ah, fantastic. So, uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm, well, that's the plan. You know, I got to get it a little bit more laid out, but it definitely very soon. So, well, congratulations in advance, and be sure you head on over to uh, forum.freekeen.com and uh, introduce yourself there and start uh, building the relationships before you even get here. That that helps out too. Dylan, thank you so much for the call tonight. Right. Uh, thank you again. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. But Nick, you you've been here your whole life. I mean, what kind of changes have you seen in the last four years? Um. Well, for starters, I don't think that our Free Minds TV or Free Minds Radio would exist without the Free State Project. I don't see that that would have happened. There is a group of activists here in Keene that was not before. There were not protests going on. There were not, you know, drug decriminalization protests, anything like that really taking place. And now it's something that is commonplace. It's part of the community. It's really a fixture of the community. At this the point, New Wait, some, people, some people like it. Who, who, you know, sure. Controversy is going to do that, right? right. Uh, the, the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance on the, in the, the political side of things never existed before the, the Free State Project, and now they're one of the more influential, I would say, uh, groups up in, uh, in the Concord it, area. I mean, it's changed things in practical terms as far as politics goes, like you're saying, with the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. I mean, I think they're at the point where they've reviewed nearly every bill. The, the majority of the bills being proposed in the state of New Hampshire this year have been reviewed. And, and look yeah, at the, them. Right, they, they grade them. Yeah, they, they've almost reviewed them all this year. And they they have but they have reviewed More importantly, they've reviewed every bill that has been passed. The New Hampshire Liberty Alliance has uh, you know reviewed every bill for four or five years. It may be longer than that, but I'm, I'm just you know, I know those things are true. Right. And, that's, and they rate every politician on a, on a you know a letter grade as to how liberty oriented they are. And they give the politicians voting recommendations called the gold standard, which essentially they get their word from their Democrat and Republican masters as to how they should vote. And now they've got the liberty viewpoint uh, from the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. Right. It's and literally that's, handed to them bef- when the, before right. they vote. And that's, that's a, you know, without that group, that, those are resources that would not have existed for people here in the state, whether they're activists who've moved in mm-hmm. or locals. The, the, those are resources that are incredibly valuable if you want to participate in the political process to try to advance liberty. And that wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the Free State Project. And I just think the ideas are being discussed a lot more. That's you have hundreds I, of pro-liberty right. activists talking not only amongst themselves but with people who live here. You exactly. You have many, many. I don't. I don't even know the number of media sources, whether it's TV or radio or print or blogs. That's focused why on New Hampshire. That that you know that's causing people to have discussions in the state. That they, that they otherwise not would not have had, exactly. And that's why the concentration aspect is so important. Dylan is right that you have to keep getting the word out about freedom, but if you're a lone voice in the wilderness shouting out the calls of freedom, you're going to have a limited effect. Also, you're are, gonna, it's, easy to, it's easy to vilify you and marginalize you. Right, if it's you're one just person. crazy, you're just <laughs> alone crazy. But if it's, if it's a bunch of people, um, then you know, the interact... you're a movement in, of crazies. It, right, well, it's a movement of crazies, but, <laughs> but they don't all... You, you, I mean, the way people 
people interact are, are they're all over uh, that you get tidbits yeah. with the uh, the people you interact at with at stores yeah. and and people you work with and and things like that and churches are yep churches these normal people that that you're used to in your life are talking about these liberty things it brings them up in a way that uh, that doesn't uh, that doesn't seem so scary head on over to freestateproject.org they just relaunched their website today there's a, been a redesign done I think it looks pretty sharp so far uh, and the counters of course are still up there at the top 9918 9918 participants now I hope that that number hits 10,000 before the Liberty Forum, the convention event that the Free State Project is going to have next month. And it can. Maybe you've been sitting on the fence. Maybe you want to be one of the uh, the next 80 people to uh, to join up or 82 people to join up to help push the Free State Project over the hump of 10,000 and on its way to 20,000. More coming up next hour is coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Money talks, and it sounds just like Jim Cramer. I'm Cramer. Money talks, and sometimes it shouts when the results speak for themselves. Investors worldwide follow Jim Cramer's advice on TV, in books, and on websites like TheStreet.com. And whether the market's up, down, or sideways, Jim's always hunting down a bull market. And now you can follow Cramer's portfolio at GetKramer.com. Okay, here's how it works. Every time I buy or sell, I will email you ahead of time. Did you hear me? Ahead of time. It's like, if you can read, you can read my mind. My portfolio, fueled by my great research, is designed to deliver success. And I'll share it with you at GetKramer.com. Today, you can sign up for two weeks of free access to Kramer's Picks and Portfolio. Just go to GetKramer.com and enter code word FREE. GetKramer.com free today. Go to GetKramer.com. Code word free. Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Now, we're going to start things out here this hour by taking a trip overseas, across the pond to the UK, where a shadowy figure, according to the Mail Online, dailymail.co.uk, a shadowy figure lurking in the garden in the early hours, a rattle on a window latch. It must be a burglar. But don't panic. Too soon, at least. Call and call the police because, well, it could be them outside. Officers have begun testing windows and doors at night as part of a campaign to increase home security. You're kidding me. No, not at all. This is just a modification of uh, a, a kind of a program we talked about in the past yeah, yeah, where the cops here. will come around and check your car door to see if it's open. Well, that and if they see like your garage door open or something like that, mm-hmm. they'll wander in. Yep. Into your home, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Unbidden. Uh, so this is just a modification of that, but nonetheless, it's disturbing and worth uh, worth talking about. Officers have begun testing windows and doors. Uh, if they find one open, they're under orders to knock on the door and drag sleepy residents from their beds and lecture them. 
The move is part of an initiative called Operation Golden, which aims to slash burglary rates in uh, a certain area of the UK. Police Just let people own guns, you'll slash burglary rates. Well, right. That's why the cops must feel so safe to go around and do this, right? Because they figured that everybody uh, has turned in their guns at this point, so it's pretty unlikely well, that somebody's... A, gonna... That's a bad supposition to make, right? I doubt everybody has turned in their guns. It would but. seem the more they do this stuff, the more likely someone's going to blast one of them with a you know, shotgun through the window. Well, I mean, it happens. Like it happens here in the United States, too, but it's not because they're testing your window latch. It's usually because they get the wrong house during a no-knock raid. The move is part of an initiative called Operation Golden. Police say their actions are necessary. As almost Aren't 40, they always? 40% of all burglars gain access through an unsecured window or door. But some residents have condemned the plan, saying it could cause alarm and increase the fear of crime. How could it do anything but cause alarm? <laughs> yeah, it's three in the morning and somebody's jiggling on your front do- on your, uh, your front door handle, trying to get in your window to your bedroom. I mean, it's crazy. This is not the kind of service that I want. I understand the the cops believe that they're protecting and serving, and I'm sure they believe that this is something that's helping people, but. I don't want you to provide me with this service. I feel fine going to bed at night sleeping. I don't need somebody checking up on me. If we save just one life, it's worth those hundreds of hundreds of thousands of people we've we've uh, scared, got drug out of bed to lecture, and uh, you know the, the the daisies we've trampled upon, the dogs we've uh, set to barking, uh, you know the the children who have uh, you know awoken in fear. It's, it's all worth for all of good. that if we've stopped yeah. one bur- stinking burglary. Yes. By one person who should have had their door locked in the first place. The uh, 182-year-old resident who didn't want to be named said, If they're not careful, the police will end up arresting their own officers. It's going to get very confusing for them. If I got a knock on my door at 1 a.m., I'd tell whoever there was, uh, whoever, I'd tell whoever was there where to get off, and I wouldn't be polite about it. Resident Adrian Dodd, 42, said, I think it's preposterous. It's all well and good advising people, but you can't come trespassing on property in the dead of night and waking people up. Someone will have a heart attack. Well, if it only saves one life, then... Oh, what do you have then? (laughs) What if you actually end up killing somebody? They're not actually trying to save lives here. They're trying to stop burglaries. Right. So this is if it stops one burglary, it's okay if we kill, you know... Right, some old guy has a heart attack. Government programs do kill people all the time. Well, thousands yeah. and thousands of people, whether Millions. that's the intended consequence or not. The operation should be restricted to daylight hours, said uh, Dodd. Inspector Gareth Woods, who's... I, I still don't want somebody coming up and jiggling my door handle during the day. That's still yeah, you're creepy. You're not welcome. Go away. Inspector Gareth Woods, who's heading the operation, said it would be in effect from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m. He admitted that some residents won't be happy about the wake-up call, but said, If we're told to get lost, that's a risk we'll take. The bottom line is officers get a mixed reception when doing anything like this. But I would uh, say that any of my officers, that if they see an unsecured car or house, to let the owner know, no matter what time of day or night. Now, when we've read the stories in the past about the American cops going and checking people's car doors at night, they don't go and try to root out who the owner is and let them know right then. Not that I think this is acceptable, because I think it's it's wrong what they're doing, uh, because nobody asked them to do this for them. I think it's wrong to for a cop to go and open up somebody's car door in the middle of the night and leave a note. I mean, that's that's what they've been doing. They'll put like a sticker or something like that 
somewhere in the car or underneath the windshield wiper. Or stick I can't it to the imagine even doing that. I know that um, there. this has happened to me. I've accidentally gone to the wrong car and pulled the handle, and the car goes bananas. Mm. You know, the alarm just goes berserk. I don't think they do that as much anymore, but it used to be that way when car alarms were kind of a, a relatively new thing. They were very touchy uh, things because, you know, people wanted their cars you know, to, to, to be alarming, I guess. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, now car alarms aren't alarming. They're just annoying. They should rename them car noise. I've always thought it was just wrong because, well, it seems, first of all, it's really invasive. Secondly, nobody asked for it. Thirdly, if they're opening up a car door and poking around in people's cars because it's unlocked, who knows what they're going to find? Uh, are they yeah, are you telling the, me they're not going to charge probable, you? probable cause for searching? Well, they're doing you a service, supposedly. Right, but that's not probable cause. Uh, but well, right. They'll, well, then, well, the probable cause will then be, well, we were providing a service of right. checking on people's cars, and we smelled marijuana. You're under arrest. Under, under, you know? I understand what they'll do, but it does not fit in with what the legal definition of probable cause has been up to this point. And that doesn't matter to the American government or the judges that uh, you know, interpret the law. They continue to move the line uh, as to what you know our levels of freedoms and privacy are in this country, and they'll continue to do it as long as we allow it. According to the story at the Daily Mail, most reasonable people, this is from the cops, most reasonable people will say thanks for letting them know and be grateful. That's Gee, reasonable? Thanks, thanks for la- waking me up at 2 in the morning uh, by knocking on my front door, scaring the Get the, the hell out of, out of here. My, my kid, uh, you know, did they, they forgot their key. I wanted to let them in. Get the heck off of my lawn. Would it be reasonable to react that way if it was somebody other than a police officer doing it? <laughs> Think of it that way. If your neighbor decided to do you a favor and, hey, buddy, I noticed your window is unlocked <laughs> at 2 in the morning. Thanks. Joe, really Get appreciate Get the hell that. out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Chief Inspector uh, Peter Crowcroft said, There are burglars who specialize in sneak-ins. They walk around streets, snipping in and out of gardens and trying doors until they find one unlocked. They do, and they're more prevalent because the citizenry is unarmed. Even if the family is in the next room watching television or eating, the criminal will walk into the kitchen or hallway, grab a bag, purse, or some other item of value, and be out again in seconds. Oh, yeah, it's, it, it, it's been done. I was in prison with them. These burglaries can be avoided by locking the door. Last year, a 38-year-old woman from Hove in East Sussex was stunned when she walked into her lounge to find a PCSO clambering through her window. PCSO, I believe, is a sheriff. Uh, I think. Maybe not. PCSO? I don't know. Check, somebody can check that for me. What the hell is a PCSO? Anyway, the woman who didn't want to be named was given... Yeah, it was a cop. Uh, didn't want to be named was then given a stern lecture by the officer on home security. <laughs> You've got to have a brass pair to climb through somebody's window and when you're caught red-handed at doing it, start lecturing them about the security of their home. <laughs> I mean... The, the, I couldn't do it. I, wow. I... I could just, not bring myself to do that. Just stunning. Uh, she said, I thought it was a bit much, really, but it did make me think. Officers and police <laughs> right. communities... I think these people are a bunch of jerks. <laughs> officers and police community support officers are also distributing thousands of door hanger cards, which list security checks to be carried out before anyone leaves the home. Oh, swell. Yeah, look, you're going to do the, the security check before you leave the house every time. All right, windows <laughs> locked. Check. Uh, 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 uh. All right, dog in. Check. <laughs> Whatever. Get out of here, people. Oh, Leave us alone. Yeah. And that's just it. If you don't like it, well, too bad. You've got to pay for it anyway. So, And if you don't, yeah, how many they'll more, take your house. How many real crimes are being committed while these officers are tromping on people's flowers? 
looking for open windows, well, I mean, un- it, un- unlocked windows, I should say. Just because you do lock your window or lock your door does not mean you're actually safe from having your home burglarized. No, that's true. I mean, a locked door is really something the lock. That, it's something that stops honest people. A window is not that hard to break. Right. They're probably going to go for the easiest target where they don't actually have to break in. But it's true. Not all the time. It's not necessarily going to dissuade anybody just because you lock up. And what about people that just want to air their um, houses out at night rather than using the air conditioning, want to have their windows open? Right? Toll-free number is 800-259-9231. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything toll-free. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Nick. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got our Shrine of Female listeners there with dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send us their validated photo or video to show they are indeed listeners of the program. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. Again, shrine.freetalklive.com. Dot com and HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You can create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates, and use our coupon code FTL, that's FTL like Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. That's HostGator. Dot com. As we go to your phones, uh, the, your phone calls about whatever you want. Matt is on the line in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Matt. Hey, how's it going, guys? What's on your mind tonight? Um, a bunch, actually. I was listening okay. to you guys talking about this uh, this new law that's getting passed in uh, England about the uh, about allowing uh, police to go through your home basically whenever they feel like. Oh, it. I don't think it was a law. I think they just started doing that. Oh, oh, well, even better. Yeah. It's not even. It's more more illegal then. Well, um, no. They, what they do is it's not necessarily illegal. Uh, their system typically, in the same way over here, is that you know they have a certain range in which they can create their own administrative rules within and their own operating procedures. Uh, so it's likely right. within that you, you, range. You fall into a hole when you start talking using their terms on them because they decide what's legal, not you. That's right. Uh, right. To, to to and and you know that's that's the the trap that people believe is that somehow or another. Your opinion matters, right? What you, what you, um, you know, your house isn't yours, right? Well, it's it's not, okay. and prove that it is. I'd love to, I'd love to hear the the example these the people have. But I used to use terms like unconstitutional, unconstitutionally illegal, and and these are holes that you're that you're going to go down with people and trying to argue. These people make the laws; they decide what's legal. You can say it's immoral because you know it certainly is, but you can't, you know, saying it's illegal is just going to be you're giving them all kind of fodder. Yeah, I just I just see it as an important step into allowing the state to do whatever they feel whenever they feel. They pretty but, much um, yeah, they're pretty much there. I mean, what is it that the state yeah. can't do, really? It, well, it's certainly not go through your house whenever they feel like it. That's, 
Well, uh, well, they, if you're on probation, they can. I mean, they have there are certain uh, setups to where they would be allowed by their own system to do things like that. You're right, though. I mean, the, in this country, at least, they can't just go through your house whenever they feel like it if you aren't already a part of their probation system. So, okay. There are a few things, but how hard would it be for them to do that? Not hard. They have done these things. The aftermath of Hurricane Katrina is a great example of the the most recent time that I can recall them doing it. And generally, I think there was actually another uh, natural disaster after that one, wherein these bureaucrats were literally crawling through people's windows and breaking into people's front doors, smashing glass, going in and poking around people's houses. Uh, they they went in at one point after Hurricane Katrina. They broke into a church and set up a, a command post in a church. They had the church had no idea they were uh, they were doing that. They certainly didn't have permission to to do so. So if they have these these exigent circumstances where they could uh, use the word necessary, if they could attach necessary to uh, what it was that they were doing, then yeah, they'd be able to get away with just coming into your house whenever they felt like it. Or they could claim that there was a burglar on the loose or a murderer or something like that, mm. and uh, they think that he ran into your house. You I heard a call for help. You what? I heard a call for help. Yeah. They it's, can make all kinds of crap. Up. I smelled marijuana. Yep. <laughs> Um, and I also, I, I gotta say, I've, uh, I, I guess I'm a recent convert into the, uh, the idea of liberty, and I, I'm, I've oh, gotta okay. say, I've been loving it. Yeah, thank you. Um, I've gotta say, I've been loving it, and, um, I, I just, I, I've been really struggling with the idea of, uh, of abortion, and, and what would, uh, what would it be like a, a true libertarian stance on abortion? Like, I can see, you know, yeah, it, it would be your right to, to, to get an abortion if you wanted, but, I, I don't know. I'm just I'm not really sure. It's a good question. Uh, yeah, I think the answer is that there is no libertarian stance on abortion. Um, okay. and, and I don't agree with that. I think the uh, the answer is that liber- liberty minded people would not advocate for government involvement in prohibi- uh, prohibiting abortion nor paying for abortion. Well, I don't know I that that's think. necessarily true. The the reason that um, they might prohibit abortion was because they believe it's murder. Um, so I don't think that that's true. You, would would liberty minded people advocate for the prohibition of murder? I uh, that's suppose your opinion, and you believe in liberty, so that's fine for you. Um, my opinion is is that uh, that that abortion is the ending of a human life and is an immoral act. However, I think that we um, that, that we have tried as a society prohibition of abortion, and that doesn't work. And I think that the people that uh, believe like I do that uh, uh, that that life should not be ended um, in the womb that they should that they need to step up and come up with better systems for handling this. Every one of them that says, "Well, it's a baby, and all that's important," all of them are screaming at the top of their lungs and showing people pictures of uh, dead baby parts. If they don't have um, you know, in their home, three foster kids, then I want them to shut up. Well, I, I think that the I, I agree that there isn't really a libertarian position on the issue because you're, you're basically dealing with people's rights and the question of whether a fetus is a human being, whether destroying a fetus is destroying a human being, which would be murder. So I, I don't think that there's a an answer one way or the other there. I do think that the pro-life community has made a lot of progress not trying to use government to outlaw the practice of abortion, but educating people. There has been a shift away uh, from the abortion movement. There, Maybe. Are, I don't know. I don't know the answer th- to that. that. I have not looked into it, but that I can tell you that I've heard. I, find, I find their pictures to be I think, uh, uh, d- disturbing, and I don't think that there's any point I don't point think of showing them. people pictures they, of dead babies is very right. good. <laughs> I, think you make, I, think you, but I think it's a very good, sound, logical argument 
to talk about life beginning at conception because that is the logical starting how, point for uh, just life. Just as an aside, how come uh, pictures of dead uh, aborted feti, fetuses? Fetuses, I, uh, what I would say. How, how come pictures of dead fetuses aren't like illegal like child porn? I mean, we, we were talking about child porn uh, last night on the program, and you know, the idea there is that some child has been forced into a sexual uh, circumstance photo or video well, was taken of it and then the person who's possessing are you claiming uh, that they're human beings because uh that's not what the courts have decided what the fetuses well you're no allowed i'm to not claiming them I'm, I'm not i'm not claiming that that they're human beings i'm just saying on that well, that same logical it would be a logical conclusion if abortion was in fact considered murder but it's that's not. what i'm saying if if it, if it were considered murder do you think that they would outlaw the pictures um, of it because it's the people point. that are anti-abortion that are using those pictures to wave around and you know try to persuade people Good point. Anyway. You know, that's that's actually what got me uh, thinking about this, because I, I actually go to University of Florida, <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, yesterday on campus there was like uh, 20 or 30 pictures arranged in a circle blown up the size of, you know, like a, a large poster, and uh, it, w- it was right here smack in the middle of campus, and they had some signs posted saying, you know, genocide photos ahead or something, you know, avoid the path, avoid this path, you don't want to see it, basically. And uh, you know, I I wonder yeah. do they do these pictures attract the kind of people that want to see cut up uh, baby parts? I mean, exactly. sure, there are people out there that want that, right? They get some kind of prurient or or visceral yeah. uh, uh, excitement out of looking at pictures like this. I hate the, I hate looking at them. I'm I'm enraged when somebody shows me these things. Um, and you know, I I just wonder, are, are you what, what kind of people are you attracting to you when you do that? Hey, Matt, did you have more thoughts? We can hang on to you if you want. Matt. All right, well, hang on. Uh, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. He said he had a lot on his mind, so I want to make sure he can get a chance to uh, get it out here in moments. More with Matt? Maybe. It's Free Talk Live. Bring up anything. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Juicy Juice, creators of the Juicy Juice Brain Development and Juicy Juice Immunity Fruit Juice Beverages. For more information, visit us at JuicyJuice.com. When it comes to staying healthy, the digestive system is a great place to start. It's 70% of the immune system. Look for kid-friendly foods that are high in fiber, like popcorn and yogurt. Prebiotic fiber helps the good bacteria in the gut flourish, while simple sugars like high-fructose corn syrup only help the bad, leading to bloating and discomfort. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash YourFamilyToday. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything by dialing in toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Nick. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free. And those features include the wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. W-I-K-I wiki.freetalklive.com. Enjoy it. And take the startpage.com's seven-day challenge. I took this seven-day challenge uh, months ago, and, and I've been using Startpage ever since. For seven days, you can use startpage.com instead of your Big Brother search engine, and you can experience the difference. You'll get search results aggregated from 12 major search engines, but unlike your old search engine, you'll have complete privacy in your search. Also, now they've rolled out the new system where you can, uh, uh, under each search, they have a little proxy link there that you can go through and then you'll be on the site without the site knowing that you're there so it's uh it it's a great way to maintain privacy if you you don't like uh the the, the internet tracking you and and uh seeing what you're doing you can start uh go to startpage.com to start your seven-day challenge today 
800-259-9231. Matt dropped off. We go to Scott in Massachusetts. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Scott. Yes, uh, good uh, evening, Ian. What's uh, on your mind tonight? Nick and Mark, how are you? Super, what's up? Uh, I'll tell you what's up. Uh, I find it very disturbing what's going on with Iran. Uh, let's make no mistake about it. Iran's leader, people could call him a nut job, President Ahmadinejad, but he is the legitimately elected ruler of what? Iran. What? Well, isn't he? Elected? He was. He was. He was elected by the people of Iran. Presumably. Is it one of those elections I mean, where it was really? Like, yeah, they was kind of screwed with. But you but, know. but there, you could say the same thing about American sure. you know, elections in the United States. I'm glad States. you mentioned that. American elections, if anything, is rigged. It's American elections. That makes you think joke. that the Iranian elections are somehow more legitimate than American elections. Let's assume that they're not. Not. not let's assume that they're not. The U.S. has absolutely assumption. no right interfering in another nation's election. I could imagine if Russia interfered in our elections, we'd want to put our nuclear weapons on them. It's ludicrous. This nation is there. the big brother of the world. And you know something? If Iran wants to develop nuclear weapons, they have every right in the world to do so. If I was Iran and I was one of the mullahs in, in Tehran, I'd say to myself, look, I got, I got Iran, I got the U.S. on one side that's hostile, I've got Israel, a Zionist state that's ready to annihilate me. Of course I would develop nuclear weapons. And I want to well, – I'll get into my point about well, the Well, maybe if you weren't so hostile, you wouldn't have to develop nuclear weapons. Maybe you were just you know, being peaceful with your neighbors in the first place. Maybe they wouldn't want to annihilate you. The one who's hostile, gentlemen, is the United States. We're the ones that's it. Well, Let's I'm not go hostile. Back into I'm very peaceful. Bit. I have not been hostile towards anyone. No, no, I didn't say memory. you. The U.S. Oh, government. Oh, he said we. No, he the, said US the U.S. government. He said the United States. Installed, the United States installed the Shah of Iran in 1954. And it was put in because we wanted control of Iranian oil. And the Shah of Iran had Savak, which was a secret police, butcher the Iranian people. So to make a long story short, the Iranians despise the United States. They have every right to despise the United States. I agree States. with you there. We've met, this is why we are hated. We deserve but to be hated. But that's you're mixing it again, uh, Scott. The, the yeah. Iranians despise the United States is a true statement if you're using United States to mean the United States federal government, which is that's technically what, mean. what it means. It's not we that they despise. They despise no. the people who set the, the Shah up, and they despise the people that have been meddling well, in no, their they, business. No, they probably do despise the United States because they are just as uh, capable of groupthink as any other um, nation. So I don't think that's true. I think that uh, I mean, well, there may be some of them that do that. That. Really? But, you don't you think that they expected to get nothing but government people in those uh, buildings on 9/11? No, no but the, well they weren't necessarily Iranians that they did weren't. 9/11. But you, why would the Iranians be different than anybody else in the Middle East? Because everybody falls into a this lot group of people think. and not everybody does. I don't think it's Most fair to put people. everybody into the group, you know, the groupthink category. Many people well, what do I'm that. What I'm saying is is that is that the United States is now there's a pattern in legal terms it's called pattern. And the pattern is very simple. We're in Iraq, we're in Afghanistan, we're in Pakistan. Now we're trying to encircle Iran. And, 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 and the American-Israel Public Affairs Committee and Mossad, which is Israel's secret police, this is not some nutjob fantasy, this is what's going on. And the fanatical Zionists have conspired to start World War III. And, and, I, and I have to be frank about it. International jewelry, to a large extent, is hell <laughs> on destroying President Ahmadinejad. It's so hard for you to get through a call without calling true. out one group of people as I the bad guy. I want to ask you a question. 
this is where this is where the liberty movement comes into play. We're going to have a draft. You're, you're not Mark, part of the liberty movement. No question we're going to have a draft. And I want to ask you, when the day comes that Uncle Sam knocks on that wants every 18-year-old, what is the stance, what's the position of the liberty movement, movement to combat this illegal draft that the United States is going to impose on its citizens? Just say no. That's my stance. Just say no. Guys, what do you, what do you have to say to that? I'm not going to fight any war for any politician in the, um, in the, of the United States draft government. Draft resistance I mean, is a very noble thing. If, if the nation is invaded or something like that, I, I may rethink my position. I don't know as a Quaker. Why I, would I you do, want to, yeah, why I don't you, believe in war. Right. But um, I, you know, I... I, I'm just I'm just making the point is we haven't as as a nation been threatened for real in a very very long time. And and Scott, I mean, just because the state of Israel, you know, the government of the state of Israel might want Iran eliminated or have a, to have a regime yeah. change in Iran, which I believe they do. I believe the state of Israel, the government of Israel, no does want that. Oh yeah, no question. And I believe the state of Israel has done things there just as objectionable as many of the. Islamic extremist groups, but, but there is a distinction between what the state of Israel wants to do and what Jewish people around the world want to do. In the but same that's way, what there's I'm a, about. hang on, I'm Scott. In the same the way States that there's a distinction, Scott. In the same yeah. way that there's a distinction between what the U.S. government people want to do and what other Americans might want to do. I mean, would you believe, Scott, that we could actually find you Jewish people that would also say that they would not join if they were drafted? It's possible, but what I'm saying is this is what well, I'm worried about. there you go. That's a somewhat open-minded statement. I'm worried about that the United States will get sucked into this war with Iran. We're stretched thin as could be, and, I, and, and I'm going to make a prediction. If we get sucked into an Iranian war, we're bogged down in Iraq and Afghanistan, we, will, we, we don't have the manpower. We'll have to have a draft. We'll have to use nuclear weapons. And you know what? I hope if the U.S. calls for a draft, no one comes to it because hope, this country's not so worth too. fighting for. Thank it's you, Scott, for the call. Leadership. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. I, I, that part I agree with you on, that I hope no one comes. They, call, they have a draft and no one comes. That would be wonderful. Unfortunately, uh, the U.S. government has a fairly effective propaganda campaign out there. Well, you go to jail if you don't, you know. Respond to the draft. You could go to you jail. You go to federal prison. If you're drafted you and you don't go, could. or if you don't register for the draft. They're two that's, different things. That's what they threaten you with. You're going to jail. Does that actually happen? Did that yes, happen? Yes, it did Back happen. in the 70s? Yes, it did. Okay. I couldn't tell you. I, I'd rather go to jail. Yeah. I mean, Me I, too. I, in some cases, I think they offer Three hots you and a unarmed service. You can right. go. Sure. Do, sure, you can you be can a go medic. Join the Peace Corps, or you can go join the Peace Corps well, some civilian service. In World War II, um, you know, lots of the, uh, the 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 conscientious objectors and pacifists um, ended up as medics. These were the guys that died the most. All right. Mm. <laughs> so you've got. So they send these infantry guys out. Medics, and the medics are typically <laughs> shot first right. because you want the other side's medics to in, be in the dead. south. Um, in the in the Asian theater, they were uh, they were actually painted their red uh, crosses green so they could blend in with the soldiers. <laughs> because, I mean, God. Wow. <laughs> no, I am not going in order to, uh, to to fix up your cannon fodder for your disgusting war either. No, I'm not. If you want to drag me off in chains, then that's what you're going to have to do. How many people could they put in a jail cell? I mean, how many jail cells could they fill up with? Would they start opening up the FEMA camps for the, uh, well, for the draft? You're, you're presuming mass Refusers? resistance here, and that didn't, even back during the, the, the happen, 60s and huh? 70s, it didn't happen on a massive scale. Yeah. Some people resisted, but, you know, it, most people will back down when they see a few people made example of. 
Unfortunately. I, I, and so I don't think I'm that, willing to be the example then. Be sure. the change you wish to see. Of course, in the I world, don't even right? know if you're draft eligible anymore. Oh no, they extended the draft uh, age it? up from what I last heard to the mid 30s. Oh, is up to like 30? It used to be 27, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like 36 or 34, or something like that now. I'm still quality material for the draft. But yeah, they tend to go with the younger guys first. They tend to hit the uh, the younger ages before they go with the older folks. Uh, 800-259-9231. And then, of course, there's the whole uh, selective service campaign. And there, there, there's something, I think, worth mentioning about that because I hear the ads for it all the time. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Nick. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. Head on over to amp.freetalklive.com. To get on board with the AMP program, it costs you all of three bucks, and you'll get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only forum, a podcast, and more. Get all the details. Get signed up at amp.freetalklive.com. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. We take that three bucks in and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country, bringing more internet listeners on board, and exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. We just brought on Kudo in Anchorage, Alaska this week, and a handful of other affiliates came on board this weekend or this uh, a couple weekends ago. It's been a busy first couple months of the year for Free Talk Live. Indeed, we're growing uh, hand over fist. So, uh, yeah, I mean, success breeds success, and the reason why we've been able to have so much success is because of listeners like you becoming Free Talk Live amplifiers at amp.freetalklive.com. Uh, in fact, another little uh, additional note is that today we found out, Mark, that we have made the Talkers hunt a Heavy 100 again. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, I'd, uh, I've been talking about it all day. I forgot to even – I wasn't even thinking about it in the last uh, couple hours. Well, you found out this morning. I mean, it was yeah. kind of probably burned out uh, by that point. But uh, we got the word, and Talkers, uh, Talkers.com, uh, they put up their Heavy 100 for 2010. Every year they uh, they took, take a look at various different factors of all the different talk shows out there. And it's not just syndicated. They also include some local hosts as well. Uh, and they look at the various different talk show hosts out there, and they determine from for whatever arbitrary <laughs> whatever formula, arbitrary reason um, they come up with who's who is the top hundred. And of course, Rush Limbaugh is number one, uh, pretty much year after year. Was was Howard Stern number one uh, back when I think he was? I think Stern was number one at least 
while he Stern, was on radio. Yes, Stern has uh, surely um, they've been they were fighting for it, right? Yeah. Uh, of course, Rush Limbaugh was number one, and uh, was who was number two? I, I don't Sean have Hannity. Ever. Hannity, and then Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck, and, and then Savage. Sean, Michael Savage. We were at number eighty-four, and last year we last year was the first year we broke into the heavy hundred. Prior to last year, we were in the top two hundred and fifty. Uh, after a hundred, they don't order them anymore. They just yeah. kind of put everybody well, in the category. <laughs> right. Uh, and so we made the top hundred last year. What we're in 97th place last year, I think. I think it was 97th, and now we're up to... Now uh, we're at 84. 84. So uh, moving on up, yeah. as it cue was the, said. Uh, cue this Jefferson soundtrack. And all of this is possible because of you, uh, because of listeners like you becoming Free Talk Live amplifiers at amp.freetalklive.com. I think most importantly, this year I was actually billed. You were in there last year. Uh, was I? You? Was it Mar- Ian, Pretty sure, yeah. Ian Freeman and Mark Edge yeah, last year? Right. Yeah, we it, shared it last year. Yeah, there, there was a time frame when it was just your name that uh, that made the list because it's actually the uh, heavy hundred, the hundred most important talk show hosts in America or something like that. So they na- actually yeah. named the people. All right, so there you go. That's some great news because that just helps us uh, be more visible in the industry, helps us market the program. Uh, more program directors will be uh, be aware of us. And, of course, it's the Free Talk Live amplifiers that buy advertising in Talkers Magazine, which is likely one of the reasons why we make the list. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, it's there. We're there. And thank you to all of our Free Talk Live amplifiers, amp.freetalklive.com. All right, we continue here. Glenn is on the line in New York on the amp line. Hey, Glenn. Hey, how you doing, Ian? What's on your mind tonight? Uh, Mark, Nick. Um, I wanted to respond to the last call by uh, Scott the Bigot. Yes, sir. Yeah, so, um, I, I, you know, I actually enjoy listening to Scott's calls because I think he's a pretty intelligent guy, so much so that I wonder, I think it's all kind of a ruse. I think mm, that I don't know like about he that. has like some, some grand scheme, like it's a big joke for him or something. Do, I don't but believe I that to be a, the case. Uh, guys, I mean, can, can you chime in here? Do you think that Scott the, is putting the, us on? The only ulterior motive I could think of that he would have to do that is that he's actually somebody who believes in fighting anti-Semitism, so he wants to look like a ridiculous bigot because he thinks yeah, it that's makes exactly that's kind of what I was. That was kind of my hunch. But I doubt it. I think he's really just a really racist bigoted individual. I, I think that he's um right. I think he's a very he ang- angry man um, who has you know focused his anger in the wrong direction. Is seeing that to some extent that's not working and is trying to figure out how he um, is going to refocus. It's not his- just a matter of focusing your anger. It's a, you really shouldn't be that angry all the time either. That's not very a good way to be. It's Indeed, just not. Uh, right. It's it's not it's not good for one. But uh, you know, I've I've been angry in my life, and and uh, <laughs> if you're going to be angry, you better focus it in the right way because it can be very constructive, yeah. but it can also be very detrimental. It's tough on you, though. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. I'm I, and I'm, I'm by the way, I am Jewish, and uh, I wouldn't serve in the armed forces under a draft. And and a lot of my family I know and friends who are all types of people uh, wouldn't. But that being said, he he is right that there are some powerful uh, lobbying organizations that are predominantly Jewish, um, and 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 do support some type of military, you know, in, uh, kind of furthering the uh, the hegemonic empire. Yeah, but uh, you can say that about so, uh, he, that may be true, but you can also say that about Christians. I mean, there are plenty of Christian oh, sure, organizations yeah. that are more than in favor of war mongering around the world. I mean, well, and the <laughs> funny the, and the funny thing is, a lot of the fundamentalist Christian organizations in the United States, they are the groups that are actually part of the pro-Israel lobby. It's not just the people who are lobbying for the state of Israel or a lot of these other things that anti-Semites tend to latch onto. I think that people forget that a lot of the people pushing for, say, the state of Israel to go to war with Iran 
are end times Christians here in the United States. Yep. Trying to bring Jesus sure, back. Evangelicals are very, uh, uh, very predominant in that. Yeah, so I, I, I just think that it's very easy for anti-Semites or bigots to to see what they want to see and try to use that as a justification for their for their hate. Yeah, and, and it's funny. What's funny to me is that uh, you know God set up these prophecies in the Bible according to the uh, the, the um, evangelical types, and somehow uh, we, uh, good Christian people of, of America and the world, must keep Israel uh, in place so that uh, you know these these things can come about. If God wants these things to happen, they're going to happen whether or not the uh, you know the, the the Republicans or the White House, the Democrats <laughs> or the White House, whether we sell F sixteen. Right, like Israel they can just head they off don't. the will of God, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> Somehow they're they're helping God. What? Yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks a lot, guys. Hey, thank Good you, point. Glenn. Appreciate the uh, the heads up on that. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Huh? How about that? All Jews aren't the same. I mean, that's, we've been trying to explain this to Scott ever since the beginning days of uh, of him calling in. It just must be so ingrained in him well, that it's very hard to let go this of. This is something that it's Scott's bigotry is unpopular bigotry, but that kind of groupthink that Scott tends to engage in, it's still pretty common. People have a way of thinking of, say, all Iranians as, yes. yeah. as oh, being yeah. bad people or hating America. And that's why I do think all Muslims or right. the radical Muslims or whatever term that they want to, uh, you know, it's to, very destructive to, to, to think that way. Yeah. And that's why I call it out as often as I possibly can. I'm yeah. not going to uh, allow somebody to group me in with a, a band of killers, yep. with a band of uh, brigands and murderers and, and, uh, and uh, thieves. I'm not going to allow it. 1-800-259-9231. And cannibals. I want to get to this story here coming up uh, in a little bit because we were talking about it during the break, and I think it, I think it deserves to be uh, discussed on the air. All right. It's, usually you're not elevating the debate when you take the discussion to cannibalism, but do, I'll be interested. <laughs> no, no, the purpose is to, to see what, what do, this is do about. Do all Jews have horns is what I want to know. All of them? <laughs> the, the purpose of the discussion we're going to have here coming up in hour number three uh, about cannibalism is going to uh, not t- necessarily to talk about the issue of cannibalism, but to point out how absurd and how desperate uh, the opposition to the liberty movement has to be in order to try to make some, you know, to, to try to win some friends, I guess, to try to make a point. Uh, we'll get to that. But Selective Service, I did want to mention that I've heard their advertisements and they've been pretty consistently advertising, at least while I've been an adult. Maybe it's been going on uh, since way beyond that, but I just heard this, the, the radio commercials the other day uh, where they're essentially trying to threaten young males into going and uh, signing up for the Selective Service because, well, if you don't sign up for the Selective Service, son, you could uh, avoid, uh, you, you, you will not be able to get federal aid for school. Yep. You won't be able to get federal jobs. You're a bad American, and you could go to jail. Yeah, there's that, too. It's it's the law is how the, the, uh, the spot ended. Yeah. And it, these are persuasive things to young men who don't know that they can say no, that uh, that are really afraid of the federal government. When I was 18, I, I, I had kind of a burgeoning liberty mindset, but I didn't think about you, you not can't doing say no. You probably will be denied access to things like student loans, but if you're approaching it from a liberty know? mindset uh, – I this am, is what I don't understand. That's a very is good the government question. is the most inefficient organization around. They can't possibly be talking to Unless each other. Keep, yeah, I mean, they with social security numbers, it would be fairly easy, but, but this I can't is the say government. whether they, yeah. they may screw that up too. I think it's a good sign in that they have to threaten people into doing it, 
because at least it shows that people are complying reluctantly. And I right. think reluctant compliance is better than if people are lining up to register for the draft. That It is better than that. You're right. Of course, better than that would be people just out now refusing. More coming up here. Hour three is on the way. Cannibalism. Talk about it. It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything as well. Have you ever lost power and wanted to simply flip a switch to get the lights back on? If so, this is going to be the most important message you will ever hear because there's never been a better time to get off the grid and generate your own supply of electrical power. Solar power generators are now available. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving electrical power when you need it the most. Unlike gas generators, a solar generator runs quietly, emits no fumes, and produces electricity from the sun. It's like having an electric power plant running quietly in your own home. Whether it's hurricanes, ice storms, brownouts, or blackouts, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. When the power goes out, you'll be ready with a solar power generator from Solutions from Science. Go to MySolarBackup.com to request a free information package today. That's MySolarBackup.com MySolarBackup.com or call 877-327-0365 That's 877-327-0365 Live, you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line as we launch here into the third hour of the program. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Nick. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Now, to start things out here uh, tonight... Got a story about cannibalism. Now, this is not something that uh, you hear about in the news very often. In fact, Thank goodness. Hardly ever. Uh, though there is at least one incident that I can think of in the last decade of uh, cannibalism hitting the news, and that was the story from Germany, where there was a uh, uh, there were a couple guys that were weird, and uh, one of them was willing to submit himself to be eaten. Yep, slaughtered and eaten by the mm-hmm. other guy. That's right. And it appeared to have some kind of sexual connotation to it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like I said, very strange. Yeah, it was Uh, was bizarre stuff. But it was pretty crystal clear. There was videotape. Yeah, yeah. The the one guy, uh, you know, the the, the eater. uh, The cannibal. uh, You know, kept on, uh, the cannibal kept on asking the dinner uh, whether he was, (laughs) you know, whether he... Whether he uh, whether he found this uh, to be an unsavory act or whether he wanted it to simmer for a while, uh, you know, whatever it was, you know, he just kept it was on crystal clear yeah. that this was a consensual activity. I, I can hardly imagine how the guy reacts. Like, oh God, I mean, it's got to be painful, right? Getting think. butchered, getting your leg cut, and like, uh, ah. yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's horrifying. To th- it to, it's just absolutely horrifying to think about. But they seem to be interested in doing this with one another and that's what they did of course the guy ended up being charged with some sort of crime uh, murder or cannibalism or something i don't know where yeah. i don't remember they what put the him crime in jail. was yeah they put him in jail as though that he needed to be there as though that he was a danger to society or anybody else when he absolutely had the express consent and participation voluntary participation of his victim in this case uh so Not even I mean, a victim 
and I don't know of any other cannibalism stories. I mean, that's the only one that's come across my desk in the last decade. Yeah, that's, the, the, that's the kind of story that wouldn't have gone anywhere, um, you know, a decade before. It's just because communication was is so good now yeah. that, that that went somewhere. And that story, uh, uh, you know, sparked a, a discussion amongst free staters years ago when that, when it occurred. Because I think mm. that story is from like 2004 or something like that. Um, about that, you know, and sort of the consensual nature of, uh, you know, if if right. if in fact people want to eat each other, and and you know, there, there's a lot more interesting, sto- uh, you know, stories where like the Donner Party, you know, those people they. The, the people on the mountain, yeah. right? Stranded on the mountain. Right. Right? Yeah, the Sierra Nevadas. And then there was the, the situation in 76 where the soccer team crashes out in the uh, um, the airplane crashes out in the jungle or something like that. And they end up eating each other. They ate people. Right. Yeah. And, and um, you know, no one got arrested there mm. because nothing was done that was immoral. This one guy in Germany, certainly a sick guy. And I think that basically it's just like, uh, you know, society came after him because of his act. Is You're so different. Sick. Really different. Yeah. I mean, it's difficult for me to feel bad for that guy. It's, it's just that weird. Well, yeah, I feel bad for him. I mean, he, it's no, I, this right. is such an from a from an intellectual standpoint, I don't think he should have uh, been arrested. But it's just so yeah. vile, very I aberrant mean, behavior. Yeah, it's just it's such a taboo. I mean, it's just I, I think I, I think human beings are him. hardwired to find to have an aversion to that. Well. It's uh, the issue Apparently is not. I mean, cannibalism is not uncommon in um, you know certain places. Long the, pork. The the issue <sighs> has uh, has been brought up again uh, in the activist movement up here in New Hampshire. We've talked a lot on this program about how uh, Mark and myself are, con- are participants in the Free State Project. Nick, you're a New Hampshire native. Uh, Mark and myself moved here over three years ago in order to get act more active for liberty and encourage other people to come here and, and do the same thing. And inevitably, when you are uh, part of a group that is challenging the status quo, uh, part of a, a group of uh, activists that is essentially getting out there and speaking out against the, the depredations of the state and talking about freedom, there are going to be some people that don't like you very much. Because whether you're just running as a political candidate or you're doing civil disobedience or whatever your tactics are, if you're challenging the status quo, the people who benefit from the status quo, whether they be you know welfare recipients or bureaucrats or whatever their deal is, politicians – they are going to feel threatened by you, and they are going to take uh, certain steps in order to attempt to silence you, in order to attempt to stop you. And some of these steps involve calling and complaining. You know, instead of like just more, one of the more common uh, versions of opposition is the people that support the state and the status quo will call the local talk shows and bitch and moan when a liberty activist calls in to talk about freedom. They'll bitch and moan about they always call in and talk about the same thing, and I don't think they should be able to have this airtime. You know, this is kind of their viewpoint. What? But you guys just talk about the same thing all the time, too. You talk about how great the city is and how wonderful the state is and how you want to do this and that with the state. And so from my perspective, I can make the same claim, right? Uh, so that's one of the more common tactics is to just call and complain rather than start their own radio show or start their own television show. This is one of the things you guys uh, encountered with Free Minds TV in the beginning. Uh, Nick was, uh, and I don't know if you were around for, for this. Do you still get it where people will complain about your show Rather than actually going and starting their oh, yeah, own but we TV love show, it because yeah. it's public access, so we really can't get kicked off. Right. So if we're pissing people off, we just kind of it pleases me. But that's their tactic: is to call the the uh, the executive yeah, director yeah, of the station and they're going to be able to do something about it. And that's my response when somebody complains. 
I just tell them, well, start whether it's somebody complaining from outside the liberty movement or somebody within the liberty movement who thinks, you know, I wish you guys took this stance on this issue. You covered this. I say, that's a great idea. You should start your own show and do it. Absolutely. And I mean it. But no they one won't. Ever, no one ever they does. Don't. Right. No because it's le- it's easier to bitch and moan than it is to sure actually is. do something and create. So It's too much work. I mean, they don't really care about it that much. They just want to whine at you. Ah, but there are some folks that do take the next step, that do more than just complain. There are some folks that take it to the next level. Pam Martins is the woman's name. We've talked about her in the past on this program and her campaign of evil against the uh, the liberty activists up here. This is from her newsletter that she apparently... Is this mailed to people, Mark, as no. well as emailed? This is a, no, this is not my email thing. This is from the, uh, the newsletter that uh, is in my town, which I would prefer you to leave the name uh, of it out. But, um, I'll do my best on that. Yeah, it's not easy. Um, and and it go, goes around to all the you know to, to any resident who signs up for it. Um, previously, I already there, gave out her name, so anybody that wanted to figure this out probably wouldn't be that hard. Anyway, uh, the uh, the news of the town has learned that an email is circulating in town with a link to this website, freelunchproject.com, which is a I think a pretty funny satire site. On that website, my wife's name, Pam Martins, is mentioned along with a par- parody of an actual article relating to some Free State Project members supporting legalizing cannibalism. The website, Free Lunch Project, which presents itself as supporters of socialism or the nanny state, is a parody created by Lou Eastman of Shy Frog Media, a longtime supporter of the Free State Project in New Hampshire. They then provide a link to prove that he is related to the Free State Project. And indeed, uh, Lou is a Free State Project participant and moved here from Utah. Great guy. Yep. Uh, the website is registered to Mr. Eastman. And the effort to ridicule my wife, Pan Martins, on this website is so the Free State Project can get out in front of three of their supporters' uh, endorsement of legalizing cannibalism as long as all parties agree to the act. Insane, you say? So do we. (laughs) My wife exposed this website in one of her articles, freetownproject.com. For the record, I think that it is pretty insane to want to make a deal with your friends to kill them and eat them. Uh, it is, but um, what they're doing here is this was a discussion board, and um, this the, the Pam Martin uh, Pam Martin's unearthed, uh, you know, some some old discussion on some BBS discussion board somewhere, and be, you know the fact that people talk about this in a message forum is entirely different than people proponing you know, getting yeah. out there and, and caring about whether this issue matters. Oh, anyway. certainly I agree. But would you agree, Mark? What do I agree? That, that what consenting adults should be able to eat each other. Um, why would they want to do that? <laughs> That's not the question I asked you. I don't. I don't really understand it myself. But why would two men want to have sex with each other? I, I don't can't, understand I that either. You. But yeah. they do. They should. They should be able to yeah, do they whatever should. they want with one so, another. So you should be able to eat your friend, right? I mean, if we, you Which, and I make a contract, why would Mark, my friend do that? No, because, I'm not going to eat you, dude. Okay, but see, <laughs> you're, you're not answering the question. You're not answering the question. What's the question? Should cannibalism, as long as it's voluntary, be legal? Why? Why would you want to go after somebody who? Didn't he is such a politician, isn't hurt? he? He's going to make a great politician. <laughs> anybody uh, didn't do anything that anybody didn't want. You're so slimy, Mark. You're being so slimy right now. That you're, as, as, as though you're not understanding what his question is. I, I, I answered the question. Two five. No, you did it. It was I not did. responsive. It was a duck. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Maybe you can answer the question. Should cannibalism be legal? It's free talk live, and why? Or why not? 
Do you remember the old Libertarian Party, back when it was centered around the non-aggression principle? The LP used to serve as an educational vehicle, turning the public on to liberty through the electoral process and bringing activists together to further their own understanding of the philosophy. It was also the main feeder organization for the larger movement. We want to bring that LP back. Join the Libertarian wing of the Libertarian Party and help restore the party of principle. Visit TakeBackTheLP.info. That's TakeBackTheLP.info. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Uh, by the way, uh, you can, of course, uh, join us uh, over on the BBS. Speaking of features on the site, bbs.freetalklive.com gets you to where there are over 500,000 posts. Lots to talk about there. Fun stuff, serious issues, you'll find it all. bbs.freetalklive.com. Now, the highly anticipated new documentary, Reclaiming the Blade, featuring Viggo Mortensen, Carl Urban, John Rhys-Davies, and Star Wars legend Bob Anderson, is now available at swordmovie.com. The film includes hours of swordplay instructional videos, as well as behind-the-scenes videos and exclusives. Pick up your copy today and discover our heritage with the sword and the historical rights of free men. Visit swordmovie.com today for your chance to win one of the many real historical replica swords and lightsabers. Swordmovie.com And we're talking about a political hack job uh, here, and the purpose, I think, of bringing this up is, well... Might as well talk about cannibalism because that's the issue that is, uh, is being brought up. But more specifically to talk about how desperate the opposition to the activist movement up here is. I mean, we talk a lot about the Free State Project, the liberty-minded people, thousands of them, nearly 10,000 have signed up so far, by the way, that are all moving to the same place to get active for freedom. It's threatening. It's scary to people that are part of the system, scary to people that uh, have jobs that maybe count on the government or are actually working for the government or have been indoctrinated their whole lives to believe that they need to have a coercive state. And so... Well, since they don't actually have any logic they can uh, defeat you with, they have to go to the extremes of basically alleging that you support cannibalism or that uh, that a liberty activist would support cannibalism. Now, I'll answer your question that Mark wouldn't answer earlier, Nick. Your question was, uh, do you believe that somebody, two people who consent, should be able to engage in cannibalism? Was that the question? Should it be illegal? Should it be illegal? The answer is absolutely not, uh, because consenting people should be able to engage in whatever consensual behavior they want to. Does that mean that I endorse it? No. Does that mean that I support it? No. Does it mean I would participate in it? No, absolutely not. It's disgusting. It's horrifying to think about. It's not even like it's a real issue, because it's such a social taboo. People don't refrain from eating each other because it's illegal. They refrain from eating each other because it's a social taboo. It's right. it's simply not done. So in this culture, unless, yes, in this culture, unless you you know you're very prone to antisocial behavior. Right, but because people like me who believe in uh, liberty and allowing others to be free don't want to uh, lock somebody up in a jail cell for the rest of their lives because they engage in a consensual act of, uh, of cannibalism, the people that are trying to smear the Free State Project members are claiming that we're insane, uh, and the person writing this email that uh, goes out to, a, I guess, a group of busybodies, 
is trying to prove that uh, this free is, staters this, are This cannibals. email doesn't go out to a group of busybodies. That's mis- mischaracterizing. Oh, really? Right. Who does it go to? Well, um, this this email list was generated originally by somebody who would send out pretty legitimate news. He was one of those guys that's you know into the the local government, wanting to make sure that the politicians are publishing their minutes and doing things you know sort of the legal way. I and, see. And it became um, you know arduous for him to do. It's a lot of work. Um, so he he was looking for someone to turn it over to whom to turn it over. He turned it over to a busybody. He turned it over to. To the Martins, who uh, are definitely bu- busybodies from from my point of view, um, and they, you know, they, basically he allowed people to opt in to this this new thing. So essentially, they started their own, and he kept his old list. So he has since restarted up his old list, and I would assume it's because he doesn't feel like the Martins were filling him. the niche that he he wanted them to fill. Got it. So the Martins essentially had their own have their own list of people that were sort of encouraged to sign up if they wanted to to their list. I did not. Okay, so they're basically now going to dig up some ancient history here. They are they're pulling up websites and you know, essentially citing uh, that, that. Well, they, they pull up. They're say, what they're citing here is an intellectual discussion on a, on a, a message board. That yes. it, it's not as if there are activists out there pushing this issue. You know, the, well, lobbying the state house to legalize consensual cannibalism. That's that's correct. I'm not even sure that that's against. The killing part is I'm not even sure that cannibalism is against the law. Like I'm not even sure. In this yeah, well, if you take your own life, I've never seen an RSA in the state to say it's illegal to eat a dead body. That's a great point. Uh, it, so they bring up FreetownProject.com, which is not a forum. It's not an intellectual forum. It's an old website that doesn't even. I mean, there is no Freetown Project. Uh, anymore that the guy that ran the website is one of the few people who's ever been kicked out of the free state project because he's so antisocial. Uh, his name is uh, Larry Pendarvis, as they mentioned here. The website owner, Zach Baffs, a.k.a. Larry Pendarvis, was involved in the attempted takeover of Grafton, New Hampshire, by supporters of the free state project, which is the intention behind Freetown Project was essentially to I don't really know what their intentions were, but the, the way that the, the, the site looks it was to move a lot of people to that one town. For that sure. was their idea, but the way their site was kind of put together was very uh, in-your-face, very not well, early, so tactful. Right. Well, early on in um, the you know the sort of Free State Project movement, I don't know what it was like for everybody else, but I know when I got here, I was outraged at just the the growth of government, the uh, you know bureaucrats and police, how they they treat people across the nation, and I was ready for spoiling for a fight. And I suspect these people, to some extent, were spoiling for a fight. I think you're right. The, the idea that. behind the Freetown Project is I understood it from discussions that I had about it years ago when it was still being discussed. The idea was basically, let's find a small town and just we'll win by virtue of weight numbers. of numbers. Yeah. yeah. So it and, will be in we're going to we are going to take over your town. And I don't know that it um right because the idea of the Free State Project, it may sound same, seem like that we're here to take over the state. But how could 20,000 people really do that? You're talking about right. less than 2% of the population. But the, right. But the rhetoric, that's, not the, that's not the idea of the Free State Project. But the rhetoric on the Free Town Project website, which has no connection to the Free State Project, the rhetoric has to do with cannibalism and whores and like all of the most objectionable, what many people would consider objectionable things that could happen in a uh, free society. So it was, co- it was coming from this just really poor 
perspective and very unpersuasive. And this guy was kicked out of the uh, the Free State Project. But nonetheless, the site still exists, so they believe that it's still a current right. project. So this this guy was probably a little upset about uh, you know being kicked out of the Free State Project. Keeps this site up. Why? So the people that uh, dislike the Free State Project can go find this Free Town Project, which sounds similar, and you know trot it out, I guess. But there's more. Next, Phil Bance. This is back to their uh, their email here. Phil Bance of the Keen Sentinel published an article in April of 2009 on the Free State Project, interviewing one of their supporters in Keene who essentially said cannibalism would be okay if both parties agreed. Then, Ian Freeman of Free Talk Live, the radio program promoting the Free State Project in New Hampshire, also endorsed cannibalism if all parties freely consented. She identified you as Ian Freeman? That's right. So she's not using your slave name? No, I guess not. You have to send her a thank you note. Yeah, there's, uh, <laughs> I, slave I, name. I think a lot. Well, I think a lot of people found that. I know personally. I found it a little difficult to reprogram myself to the idea. So maybe she never the heard the old name. Maybe not, but I just find it interesting that the opponents are using it. Now. My wife bore the brunt of their attack at Free Lunch Project because she's a public interest writer at Counterpunch, typically on Wall Street, uh, Wall Street corruption, and first brought this cannibalism insanity to light in an article for Counterpunch. What's any of this got to do with the selectmen's race and wherever? Well, the man running for selectmen is a long-term supporter of the Free State Project and helps organize its annual convention called the Porcupine Festival. Suggesting that there's only one annual convention. That's true. There, too. There's the Liberty Forum coming up here in March, the 18th through the 21st. We're going to be eating people. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Uh, Tasty, consensual people. More smears coming up. It's Free Talk Live. The highly anticipated new documentary, Reclaiming the Blade, featuring Viggo Mortensen, Carl Urban, John Rice davies and Star Wars legend Bob Anderson is now available at SwordMovie.com. The number one movie on iTunes is now available in a two-disc set that includes hours of swordplay instructional videos, behind-the-scenes footage, exclusive interviews, and a documentary on the making of a real sword. Visit SwordMovie.com today for your chance to win one of many real historical replica swords, as well as the wonderful Force FX lightsabers from Hasbro. This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to bring up anything. Just dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. If you've got thoughts on cannibalism, we'd love to hear from you. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We have uh, the cam site. You can go and watch Free Talk Live if you would like. Uh, And there's also a chat room on there as well. Go to cam.freetalklive.com. And get interactive. That's cam.freetalklive.com. We're talking about a a vicious email that has been floating around here. Uh, it was written by a couple of busy bodies in a nearby town to uh, to Keene, where we do the show from. And, of course, uh, Mark and myself are Free State Project participants. We moved here with the express purpose of getting active for liberty, as have hundreds of other people. Over 700 people are in state now as part of the Free State Project. Nearly 10,000, about 82 people away now from reaching 10,000, have pledged to come here. And I I think it's pretty safe to say that all of the people I've ever met would never actually engage in any sort of act of cannibalism, nor would they support uh, an act of cannibalism. Well, and just because I I see the point that consenting adults should be able to do what they want to do it's it's not really like an issue that i feel like wasting my time on no it's i'm not like the legalization of cannibalism i'm not is, gonna be lobbying for it it's yeah. not very far from the last thing on my list of Absolutely. things to see 
Absolutely. But nonetheless, they're bringing it up as though it is one of those things, and they're using it to slander and to uh, to smear the 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 members of this movement, uh, the the liberty movement. That's really the reason to 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 bring it up because I don't support cannibalism, but I support allowing people to consent with one another to do weird things that I don't support. That's what to me liberty means. It means allowing other people to be free so you yourself can be free. Anyway, we'll continue the uh, the slander email here and then get your thoughts uh, if you if you want to share them. You can talk about cannibalism though if you want to. I mean because, you know, they don't talk about cannibalism very often on the uh, the on talk radio. It's just well, not I'm not one sure of those issues. I'm not sure I'd characterize the email exactly as slander. It's a very they're laying out the facts in the way that they want them laid out. It sounds smearing. How about smearing? Is it better? Is that a better it's word? It's a smear. Yeah. And they're they're presenting a very distorted version of the truth. But I haven't heard anything that's just an out and out lie. Let me continue here. Uh, so they have no reason to believe that the candidate supports legalizing cannibalism, but he does support the radical libertarian views of the Free State Project. And then it gets really kind of fun. We had hoped to take the high road here at the town news and not comment on the selectmen's race and leave it in the hands of the voters. But as we suspected might happen, a dirty tricks campaign has already begun. Now, I have no idea what they're alleging here. What dirty tricks they're worried they're they might about. lose. Yeah, is what <laughs> they're alleging accurate. here. They're worried that the, the the candidate that they're trying to smear in this case has a pretty good Chance shot of, of, of oh, winning. Oh, he's going to win. Right, because yeah. otherwise they wouldn't have bothered writing this. And, and from what I understand about the town and about the person, they probably will win. Okay. Well, I, w- I would guess. I would say the odds are pretty good. I like his chances. Yeah. Uh, so this is a desperate, desperate attempt. <laughs> to, it's, it's, it's an attempt at a Hail Mary pass. And I think it's a very easy attack to defuse, really, because it is right. so ridiculous. Absolutely. It is so mudslinging. <laughs> but this is reflects, all they have. But it reflects very poorly on somebody who is trying to smear yeah. a candidate to do this, to say this. That but, reflects poorly on the poorly on the person who wrote the article. Absolutely. And and they even admit here, I mean, we had hoped to take the high road. But you That's did an not. admission you took that the they low did. Road. <laughs> They're not taking the high road. <laughs> right. And then they try to back that they try to justify not taking the high road by claiming just you know that a dirty tricks campaign has begun without providing any evidence uh, they whatsoever. They document everything else. You'll notice right. they yeah. document it down to like a link where Links. you can go to find the old posts on right. the discussion forum Here's, about cannibalism. But they can't actually document anything as far as dirty tricks that we. Here's use. the dirty trick. Okay, um, one of the the selectmen, and I understand this is local politics, but uh, this could happen. This any, happens every. Uh, it could happen anywhere. Right. One of the selectmen uh, either that is sort of. More is pro free stater. I mean, you know, in in, the, in my town, you, you can move there and say you're a free stater, and people are like, welcome. That's how it is. Um, you know, other towns different, but my town, that's the way it is. So this uh, pro free stater selectman is going around and saying that the uh, the, the candidate, that these these folks um, here, the, the 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 nanny staters, um, the, the the free lunch project members um, here are purporting is there, it's just it's an old lady who's going to be a puppet of these people. They already currently have a puppet um, who they're hoping to move up into the state house, and um, you know they they really these are just manipulative folks that mm-hmm. want to you know start their own little fiefdom they have no jobs <laughs> and they're wealthy and uh, p- local politics is their hobby west 
the town news will respond quickly and thoroughly to any efforts to distort information to the voters of the town and to preempt the next planned attack. Apparently they know what your uh, your plans are, the, uh, the Free Staters. To preempt the next planned attack, my wife and I are not communists, have never been communists, have never attended a <laughs> communist meeting. Have no idea where there are any communist meetings. Okay, now um, I love I love this. The, the, so the, the crux of this letter is um, they're cannibals. We are not communists. We were trying to take the high road. Yeah, that's it's awesome. <laughs> now uh, and, and the the um the but the, they're presuming they know that you're going to come out and label them as communists. Right. That's what they're saying. The next plan of attack is going well, to be. It's because of the the logic that they're using. The smear is is that uh, Bill Campbell, who's running here, um, is he's uh, a cannibal because the Free Staters are cannibals and that's Not what they're because of free staters in some free staters well, the, the intellectual the, that, point that people that's, could that's what they're cannibal. doing here though right. that, that's the, you know it's all smearing it all together so because pam martins works for a company where the um where the owner the you know counterpunch.com where the owner of the company is an avowed communist i think it's funny when communists own things by the way yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, the, the avowed communist uh, that she works for obviously she's a communist with this kind of logic that they this this stupid logic that they they have. They can't just say that uh, Bill Campbell is a guy who believes in local control and smaller government because that would get him elected. Uh, but he's <laughs> going to prove that they're not communists. Here's how he does it. I was a registered Republican for 40 years and my wife a registered Democrat for 40 years. We both became fed up with the two main national parties a year or two back and registered as independents for the first time. We are tolerant of all political affiliations but reserve the First Amendment freedoms to speak out against bad political ideas. It is a bad, if not insane, political idea to want to defund public education and strip government of all programs to help people in need. Now, uh, so they're not communists. They were Republicans and Democrats. No no communist could be a Republican or a Democrat for 40 <laughs> years, right? So – um. I- you know, and, and, and this is the diversion, right? What if that is what uh, Bill Campbell wanted to do? What would that have to do with him being a selectman? You can't defund uh, public education as a select person. You have to do what the budget committee says. You don't deal with welfare programs as a selectman either. Not really very not, much at all. Not they, really. They, they have a, um, you know, like a, a public good uh, thing. but It's, it's really it, not. They welfare almost programs never are done it. through the federal government or the state. Right. Not through the, so so there's, there's, there's really no issue here. This is just – I mean, a select person, people really don't have that much power, period. No, oh, and, they control the town budget to some extent. To some extent. Under yeah. the Free State Project mantra, Social Security would be sacked, Medicare, unemployment insurance. This is the worst – that's, that's well, not I, a complete sentence. Uh, this is the worst economic downturn since the Great Depression. As of January, 9.3 million Americans are out of work. If you add in part-time workers who can't find a full-time job and discouraged workers who have given up, we have a 16.5% unemployment rate, according to the U.S. Labor Department, which, by the way, is not that bad right. here in New Hampshire. And, and what's that have to do with the town that I live in? Because it's really not that bad there. Uh, it's not that bad in the entire state. Right. Can you think of a worse time to elect someone supporting the Free State Project agenda? And that's the end of the email. Because if they if they get one think of select, no better time. if they get one selectman in a small town in New Hampshire, then Social Security like it really is a non sequitur. <laughs> means it doesn't follow. Right. I, These, I, I, right. There's, I, I don't see any reason to not debate them on the Social Security and things like that. But if I was running for selectman, it's really irrelevant. 
And yeah, I think they've got nothing. I think it's very easy to point out that the points you're bringing up are irrelevant to this race. Yep, they're they're so desperate, so pathetic. It's just amazing watching in fact, them. Not just, one of those things was relevant at it's all. Like they're struggling in a sand pit, trying desperately to get out and make a point. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Enough time, perhaps, for your call if you make it now to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Nick. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those uh, on us. Again, freetalklive.com. If you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, Shop with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Entering Amazon through that link will result in a percentage of your purchase going to Free Talk Live. You can buy whatever you need. They've got dozens of categories, even used items, free super saver shipping, and a whole bunch of their brand new stuff. Head over to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Just start your shopping through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a cut. Now then, the 12-year process of government education has a dramatic effect on the mind of a child. When we enter school, many of our best personal attributes are already in place. We're curious, innovative, unique, creative, and hopeful in ways that many of us are rarely able to replicate throughout the rest of our lives. But over time, school sucks those natural gifts out of too many people and replaces them with predictability, obedience, and apathy. Oh, and it's also funded by theft. School Sucks Podcast is a show about the end of government education. Visit schoolsucksproject.com to learn more. That's schoolsucksproject.com. We've been talking about just the desperate, pathetic desperation tactics of uh, the opposition to the free stater, uh, the free state project movement here in New Hampshire, the liberty movement in general. Because really, a lot of the folks that are doing the the best activism up here in New Hampshire are New Hampshire natives. The guy that were talked that was uh, that they were talking about this political candidate that the smear letter went out about in the town in which you live, Mark. This guy is a New Hampshire native. That they're talking about. Yeah, generations upon generations. Right. Uh, Nick, Nick, you're a New Hampshire native. You and Toby, the hosts of Free Minds TV and Free Minds Radio. The guy that recently ran for city council here in Keene is a New Hampshire native, Nick Ryder. Uh, with the guy, one of the uh, the other activists that's the most active uh, doing like a fully informed jury association, fully informed jury association outreach here. Chris is a is not a native, but he's been here since before the Free State Project. He's been here, you know, 15 years or something like that, or or 10 years. And so some of the best activists I would say overall the best activists are the people that are getting activated by the free staters coming in. The free staters, the liberty activists are coming in from all over the place, but they don't know the territory. They don't know the, the you know the lay of the land. They don't you know they're, they're not they don't have the the history, the roots, and uh, for whatever reason. At least from my experience, it's been the New Hampshire natives that have been the real go-getters. Yeah, Yeah. they've been the real doers. And so that's what they're talking about here is this political candidate who's a New Hampshire native, well, they they can't attack him because he's a free stater. They can only attack him because he's associated with, with, uh, with free staters. And what do they have to bring up? 
is that somebody on an internet forum and on a website somewhere in an intellectual discussion took the position that cannibalism, since if it's if it's a consensual act of cannibalism, should be illegal. And that's what they're bringing up as their big scary uh, you know specter to hang over this guy's head. And then at the very end, they slap on top uh, that he wants to get rid of Social Security and he wants to you know end all government uh, welfare programs. Now, one of those things is germane to. The uh, town selectmen. Right. right. Yeah. And there's, none of those are issues that are going to be addressed on the town level. But isn't it – it's just – it's a perfect example of how they have absolutely nothing to go with here. They've got nothing persuasive. They've just got fear. They've got, uh, you know, rattling the saber as loud as they possibly can to try to distract people. I mean, he doesn't support cannibalism. It wasn't even his words that uh, that they're citing. So they're just putting his name in a letter that uses the word cannibalism, and they figure people will, uh, you know, uh, conflate the two together. It's just, it's pathetic. Let's go to your calls about uh, whatever you want. Talk to Jamie in Oklahoma. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jamie. Hey, what's going on, dude? Hey, it's Jamie from uh, Wheels Off Liberty. Uh, yeah, man. You know, I- I'm listening to this. I just now tuned in to the to the show tonight, and I'm listening to this cannibalism talk. And dude, my wife married me because I was such a good cannibal. What? Oh, no. <laughs> Is that a sex joke? Kind of, but you, you know, <laughs> I don't understand how all these people, uh, anybody with the with the problem with the free state, points to this one knucklehead. Who was talking about people? The movement's so much bigger than than a petty discussion about this topic alone. And I, I mean, isn't it more beneficial for for everybody to ignore people with with this type of attitude talking about eating people on a on a philosophy standpoint, and and stick to our roots about the gun in the room and yeah. and the violence of government and what that truly is. I think that's the message that will resonate with people and kind of stay away from this childish type. Uh, Not that you guys are childish or anything, but apparently this one guy was because nobody in their right mind really believes that eating other people is correct, except maybe like sapphicerotica.com or something like that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I see where you're coming from on that. I agree that generally – these things should be ignored, but at the same time, I also wanted to provide it as an example of just how desperate and pathetic the opposition is. I mean, they got oh, nothing. Absolutely, they they don't have anything because because what we are in the liberty movement is we're principled. We we stand on right. the truth, and if you continue standing on the truth like that, then we will prevail in this battle against the thugs of government. So I mean, it's just kind of a reminder to to not let them to get you in these type of silly debates on message boards and things like that. But stick to our roots with this government is funded by violence all the way. Well said, Jamie. People can go and check out your uh, program. You get your own podcast called Wheels Off Liberty, wheelsoffliberty.com. In fact, Taryn Lupo from the lclreport.com uh, has joined you now as a co-host. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, he's a co-host right now. Um Mike's been kidnapped, and I think he's living in Mexico right now. But he'll be back with us pretty soon. I thought it was. Um, um, I thought that Mike was uh, was going for a sex change operation. He did go for a sex change operation. It was some crazy witch 
top ritual in <laughs> in Mexico, and he'll be back soon. His voice might be an octave higher. I'm not sure about that yet. Will, will his but name I, be uh, Michelle after that? Michelle, and he is an ugly broad, man. I <laughs> I got a picture up on my Facebook. He's I wouldn't even do him, and um. That sounds pretty in particular. Yeah. Hey, Jamie, thanks <laughs> for the call, like man. It, yeah. Appreciate hearing from you as always. <laughs> Thank you, sir. 800-259-9231. Let's talk uh, to Gene, the Christian anarchist in Tennessee. Gene, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, a while back, uh, Mark was saying something that uh, that actually struck home. He said that the, gov- that the people in the government don't follow the laws. You remember saying that a little while ago, Mark? Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, not all the time, but some of the, the time. One, well, when was the last time you ever saw the uh, people in the government concerned about following laws? Yeah, they they don't really seem like it. Sometimes they'll tell you things that uh, well, this is the law, and they don't really even know if it's the law or not. They'll just say so. They certainly will never show it to you. Um, so they they don't seem to really have feel a, a strong obligation there. Now I have another question for you. What do you call it when there are no laws, or when people don't follow laws? Um, outlaws? Anarchy. Anarchy. Now, this is the argument I've been making for a long time, Mark. It looks like you're finally coming around to it, that we already live in anarchy. It's not that I promote anarchy, but the very fact that there are no laws, or at least certainly there's there's nobody following the laws, at least not the, uh, not the people at the top, just the little guys at the bottom who actually think that laws uh, have some kind of weight follow them, but those people at the top, they don't follow any laws, so that, that that makes my point. We're already living in anarchy. There is no such thing as as uh, authority or law. All there is are people with guns, and that's called anarchy. Well, I think that um, there's. I think there's authority in the sense that you can abdicate uh, responsibility to an agent, um, your own uh, you know, powers, uh, rights, and responsibilities to an agent, and that that person would have that authority to do that. But that, that hasn't person, been done in this case. That in person would then to. be With your government. servant. They would be your servant. That's not an. They don't have authority over you. They're your employee. Well, they have authority over. Um, they they have authority in in a certain uh, manner. So, if, for for instance, if I have a security guard to work on my property, he has authority over the property. Right, but not over you. No, not over me. He has authority over whatever you have domain over. Sure. I think Gene makes a really good point here. I've, I have never disagreed with this. Yeah. I, th- I think that it's, it, it, you know, it's a deep philosophical uh, discussion that we already live in a state of anarchy and that there is a, um, you know, that, that there's a gang funded by force and violence that, uh, that, that claims to, to somehow subvert that. And, They're the mafia. Yeah, I, and and, and uh, to touch on what uh, uh, the racist guy was saying earlier about mm-hmm. the Jewish bankers, I have to say that the term Jewish bankers is every bit as legitimate as the term Italian mafia. That doesn't mean that every Italian is a member of the mafia or that they're involved in the criminal activities. It just means that the Italian mafia is primarily from uh, a gang of people from Italy. That's all that means. That's what that sounds like. But, uh, yeah. I, but but most of the bankers in the world aren't Jewish, and most of the uh, bankers that have control over the issuance of currency aren't Jewish either. We're out of time. Gene, thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. It's been Ian with you. And Nick. And Mark. Don't forget to join Nick over at Freeminds T- uh, TV, excuse me, freemindsmedia.org. <laughs> and see you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. 
Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.